What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Season Gaming Big Cast, episode 243. I am your host, Ainsley Bowden, and it is another fine Sunday morning here to talk about gaming. I am joined, of course, by the man, the myth, the legend, and I'm going to say it ahead of time, Mr. Ty Guy Travis McClunky. McClunky. Hello, everyone. Happy Sunday. You, know, you, you finally, like, couple months ago just tell told us what that means and i've completely forgotten i don't well, know it's it's the well, greedo thing man the greedo thing, i, I know it has to do with that but i i forget like the the story behind yeah. it well yeah. well the only thing you need to know is that it means this will be the end for you so <laughs> you're, you're, you're threatening my life each and every time you say it and well, i and i'm okay. i for one so every time i start this show you're threatening my life yeah that's right yeah Excellent. that's about it yeah so, there you go <laughs> Although we were held up a little bit. I actually, uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to yeah, that. we'll get to that. And, and joining us from a new computer this morning, he's experimenting. Yeah. The man, the myth, yeah. the legend, Mr. Rodriguez with one of the OG SG shirts there. That's right, baby. Yeah. One of our originals. I was like, morning. you know what? I'm going to throw that on. Yeah, coming to you live from uh, the CVS pharmacy uh, here in Olympia. <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry about all this stuff. It's all legal. Uh <laughs> And well, uh, the people come to me. We are we are on the that. Kansas side of the border. So yeah, we are. Yeah, that stuff is actually uh, back there. I think the Missouri <laughs> side uh, is behind one of my other pictures. Uh, can't have that here. That would probably yeah. get us in trouble. So, so uh, Rob says uh, we were held up a little bit, as if that isn't the case every week. Just schedule it yeah. for eleven ten, because you know if we schedule it for eleven ten, we won't start till eleven twenty. It's just you know it's the way we do yeah, things. That's true. Here. So we were held up a little bit this morning. And I'm going to put Travis on blast immediately. Travis <laughs> has, I, I was, we, he's going to see John Wick 4 later tonight. And I was saying it's amazing, but it's definitely more over the top than the first three, as if the first three weren't over the top because they were, but four takes it to an entirely new level. He yeah. proposes, because I started making fun of Fast and Furious, which is by decree what I am required to do every week, sure, uh, sure. that John Wick is just as over the top as fast and furious and i no, said 100%. that is a ridiculous statement sir and so we debated you're, you're about insane. that for a few minutes yeah you're insane anybody who thinks that john wick is anywhere near tethered in reality has a basic misunderstanding That's, of that, physics, that wasn't the biology. argument that yeah. wasn't the argument no, not the, the argument, argument. <laughs> the argument's insane because the, the only difference between john wick and fast and furious is fast and furious has 10 movies and john wick is four they are the exact same model in terms i wouldn't of, call them movies okay no. Yeah, well, that's because you haven't seen them because you don't know what you're talking about, Ains. So that's the only difference between Cal, you and Cal's me. Already is laughing at you. The only difference between you and me is that I've done my homework and that you don't know what you're talking about. But no, yeah, trust home, me. When, well, homework John, might when, be a good when, way to describe it. When, when John Wick 9 comes out, if you don't think they're going to be in space, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so you, you are saying that because there's 10 movies, they've gotten more ridiculous I'm, and they're to the point My now, argument was but, that they follow the exact same model, which is that they start with something that's very familiar, a genre of movie and a type of story that's very familiar, and then they build on it anime style using power creep and insane... I like that you've now building. resorted to just saying anime to describe... <laughs> Fast and Furious movies. That's how that's the creators. Thing. That's how the creators of Fast and Furious describe it. Which another it's thing, it's not an know. anime. It's a live action anime. It's the first <laughs> of its kind. It's building <laughs> something new. You don't know what you're talking about, Ains. It's so hilarious. It's oh. so hilarious. And so yeah, we're late because Ains is ignorant. So so what so what the hell is Tokyo Drift then? 
Is that just Drift was the first movie Justin Lin directed, and he is a huge fan of anime, which is why he set out to make a live action anime out of the Fast and Furious franchise. And if you watch that movie, you can see the inspiration there. Mm, Yeah. Okay. And John Wick is literally looking at the Fast and Furious model and going, that worked. People like power (laughs) creep. People like building a universe that steadily gets more and more crazy. And the fact that you don't think they're on that exact same trajectory. You're insane. You're you're kidding yourself, bro. That's all I have to say. Do your homework. Yeah. Not as much family, (laughs) obviously, in John Wick, but you know. Yeah, there's dogs. It's kind of the same. Well, Fast and Furious, the original, right? It 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 attempted to be grounded. There are elements of reality there of street racing in it. The racing was a total joke, but you know, it was trying to be the car the kind physics of guy is a total joke. The biology is a total joke in John Wick, but one is at least grounded in reality. Yeah, it's the same exact thing, man. That's my point. It's the same model. It's the same shit. I swear to you. you just- <laughs> oh, boy. It's a total ignorance. That's all. I know. Anyway, this began because I said before John Wick 4 is the latest trailer for fast x and literally as it's playing and it's showing cars flying through space and all the stupidity that exists in those movies my wife looks over at me laughing like literally laughing out loud because she knows how much it drives me crazy seeing the supposed car franchise be so ridiculous but it's uh it's funny see i didn't i didn't get that trailer i got like a one with like some guy in like iceland or something that's like walking around he finds some gold and then the Nazi hunter. Nazi the, the yes. Nazi hunter. Oh my god, that looks well, amazing. That looks good. Yeah, that looks, looks so good. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, this Nazi is Nazi hunter. Awesome. You say? I'm yes. yes. Oh, the movie. Yeah. The movie looks it, amazing. I forget the name amazing. of it. Someone tell us the name of it, but it looks great. Yeah, I don't know what it's called, but yeah, yeah. it's a, it's some kind of. It was awesome. I don't even know. Killing Nazis. Iceland, always fun. Yeah. Always fun. amazing. Amazing. All right. We are, <laughs> we're going to be talking about games today, believe it or not. Um, so we've got, uh, we're going to be talking about E3 obviously being canceled and kind of some things to do with that. We got some new releases. We've got uh, a Bloomberg report about PSVR 2. We've got Zelda Tears of the Kingdom presentation this week and a couple other topics to get through, of course. But first, I have a surprise for you guys. All right. So, oh boy, yeah. bear with me. Bear with me. I already told you. All right. So bear with me here. Uh, I'll be back in like 10 seconds. If that, all right, I got to turn my camera off for a second. So hold on because yeah. Hogue's not here, but I've been waiting for this because we had some laughs about it. So just hold on. Hold on. I wonder if he got like a Hogue mask. La- last time somebody Ains's age said they had a surprise for me, it was my dad <laughs> leaving. So <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing at yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> call me, call me a little, call me a little uh, scared, but I just uh, think Ains is never going to come back. That's what I think is going to happen. Oh, I was oh, right. God. I was Jesus. right. It's finally here. I've been waiting. I thought I literally called it. I thought that you got that like three weeks ago. It's so bad. It's so bad. It is the Fast and Furious of of, of masks. I mean, that's that's basically what that is. What in the hell, man? (laughs) What are you doing? You can't even get it off. You know, he can't even hear us. So that's even better. He told us that. Yeah, that's true. That's terrible. That's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. I told you I couldn't hear you while I was doing that, yeah. obviously. Yeah. So it's terrible. Um, it finally came. Finally came. It's awesome. I love it. I really, I really That's thought you got it a long time ago. No, it was delayed because uh, it came from Limited Run Games, not EA directly. Um, so it came with a, it came with some cool stuff though. It's a nice CE, but I knew you guys would get a laugh at that because if 
I think for the people on Hogue's side of the channel, uh, when we talked about this last year, uh, all three of these guys said that thing is the ugliest thing they've ever seen. And uh, they couldn't believe that uh, I was ordering it, but um, they gave me a lot of shit about it. So hard same. It's yeah. terrible. Yeah. It's a really ugly helmet. I'm sorry. I it's, love you. It's but from gross. the game. Of course it's but, ugly. It's like a but, it's like a makeshift mining helmet. But couldn't they like do some like like I don't know, like some airbrushing, make it look a little more like war torn or or you know, well it's or... it's hard to see on the camera. It does have like scratches all over it and some of it looks like uh the, the paint's kind of worn off and stuff. Yeah, that's, that might have been from shipping, you know. I mean it just <laughs> it looks so nice and shiny. It just doesn't get this. <laughs> So, so people are asking what it is. That is the uh, that's Isaac's helmet from Dead Space. It's a uh, horror video game classic franchise. The remake came out in January, and uh, it's the first time that I'm aware of anyway that they've offered a one to one, basically a cosplay helmet, if you will, for uh, Isaac. So uh, for collector idiots like myself, uh, I had to get it. I have a whole bunch of like one to one helmets um, from all the different games, so I had to get it. Yeah good stuff That's, no good stuff Not i wish hogue was here i wanted to wait but i don't i don't know when hogue's gonna be here so uh i'll just make sure to clip that out and send it to him so he can have a good laugh <sighs> he sure missed out yeah he sure yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's like i think i got therapy or something i gotta go to sorry guys i gotta, I gotta get out of here all right so <sighs> i had to get that out of the way so let's go ahead and jump in um so We'll talk about what uh, we've currently been playing before we get to uh, uh, Super Chats, of course, and things like that. But uh, so last night, I, on my word, by the way, streamed Romancevania. Um, it was, uh, it's something, I'll say that. Um, I tried to check it out on Twitch. I was in the middle of something and was very rudely opening up my phone and like looking to see what you were up to. So, yeah, great. yeah, I know you're busy on Saturday nights. I tried to do it earlier in the week, but uh, the week just got away from me. So um, I <laughs> we had some good laughs. Uh, a few of the people who watch BitCast uh, swung by and kind of laughed with us. Um, we finished episode one last night, which is like how the how it works, right? Travis has described it well. You're Dracula. You're on a dating show in the future and in like modern times. And uh, I went through the three cast characters and met and talked to them and flirted with them and then uh, went on my date and whatever. And then you have to vote off someone, one of the three. You have to pick someone. So I voted I, off I assume Brocefer because Brocefer yeah. is just annoying. He seems yeah, like a he fast furious cast member, you know what I mean? So I uh, he's him actually out of here. Jersey Shore is what he's supposed to be. So. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Come on. That's so different, though. There's no Guidos in Fast and Furious. <laughs> Get out of here. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, Bro Brosifer has to go. I was happy to see in the comments some thirsting for the genie, which, uh, you know, there's. Tess is all right. Were, yeah, yeah, she's all right. Yeah, Dan, all I right. saw you. You were not immune to her charms. So, no, yeah. she, I mean that was the that was the Puerto Rican one. So mm -hmm. I'm all in it. Yeah, that's a, that's amazing. <laughs> amazing. Yeah. Did a good job. <laughs> but you know, yeah, and and what was it? The other one, Medusa. She had no hands. Medusa. You know, I mean, yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. that's no yeah. good. Well, they yeah. introduce more in in later chapters, which I would say is one of the problems with the game is you don't get to see the full cast and then vote them off you're voting them off as they introduce new characters which seems a little weird because then there's some at the end where you know them the least and then they're kind of automatically finalists because 
yeah you know gotcha. they weren't there the whole time it's kind of like a weird format um but yeah you'll you'll meet uh other characters but yeah i was very happy to see a you giving it a try and b that uh some people in your chat were getting into it and getting invested <laughs> in what your uh what your choices were going to be it was very very nice so yeah I, my, yeah i my, said my i wish i were basically mm-hmm. watched ains or sit down and watch the gilmore girl reruns with my wife uh, so it was close it was really close. <laughs> so, but that was my um, one. Yeah, I was saying if I, you know, I, I that was the first stream I've done from this kind of new setup, and I was like, if I had it set up better, I could have made it so that when a choice comes up, like on how to respond, etc., I could give like a poll to the chat. So I'm gonna try to kind of move in that direction. But, um, yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Honestly, we had some good laughs. Um, we'll see what episode two holds. Right at the end of episode one, the Van Helsing show up. So uh, there's now a Van Helsing woman as part of the three cast members. I have not met Pumpkin Patch yet, so we'll oh, see where that too bad. goes. I saw you yeah. immediately laugh as soon as she showed up in the stream. Yes, that's great. They did show I did not lie. I did not lie. She <laughs> she is as advertised. <clears throat> uh, Dan, we, uh, when are you going to change your profile picture? To oh yeah, now I can. Yep. Yeah, I'll be I'll, I'll be on that. Right, like her name show. is. I, I uh, D reminded me. My fiance reminded me that her name is PSL. Like her name is L, like Ellie, E L L E, PSL, pumpkin pumpkin spice latte. Anyone? No, you really? guys don't know that. You guys don't know that acronym, PSL. Is this a San Francisco thing because I I, I, maybe it's a California thing. Pumpkin spice yeah. latte has an acronym, PSL. Anyway, yeah, it's a joke. It's a it's a pun. Mm. Anyway, okay. Right. Well, right. well, as usual with these. San Francisco things. We will take your word for it, good sir. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I really don't know if this one's San Francisco. I feel like everybody talks about pumpkin spice latte well, for like two yeah, they do. But year. I've never heard it yeah. called a PSL. Like I've never right. heard that drink right. be acronyms. Right. But okay, all right. <laughs> but yeah, how bad it was is Vania? Somebody asked. No, and no, in the in the comments. How Wait, bad is Vania? Yeah, so the game Vania is pretty bad. Oh, we're good. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. It's a little clunky. The level design is like you can tell. They're, they don't have that uh, kind of big studio experience Polish. on how to guide the player right through the levels. Like, I don't know where I'm going. Everything's dark. You can't see where you can jump and where you can't. Um, so it's a, it's a little clunky, but we're, we'll get through it. It's not overly complicated. So um, it's easy to play. Mm. So I did yeah. beat the first boss, uh, which was a very ridiculous boss battle. Um, I Is killed that the Dick. tongue? Oh. No, no, he wasn't a boss. He's just a big enemy that made us all laugh. Um, the first boss is named Dick. Um, it's not that; it's just his name. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. <clears throat> yeah, it was something. I'm excited sure. to see you play more of the game. And get deeper, <laughs> deeper into the thirst trapping. It's very young. Okay. Fun. All right. Wow. All right. Yeah, Tess yeah. is on something right now, so we'll see. We'll see. Mm. Um, want to talk a little more about Resident Evil this week? So I've been playing a lot of Resident Evil 4 this week. So last week, obviously, it had just come out. You know, it was very early on. Uh, I'm at chapter... I'm late into chapter 10 now, which is I'm like 11 or 12 hours in. Um, I think there's 16 chapters, if I remember correctly, looking at the menu screen. Uh, So I'm about two-thirds of the way through it. Um, Really, really enjoying it. I think that, you know, remember that I uh, never finished the first one, so it's, it's a definitely a new experience for me i think from a resident evil standpoint um it's it's fantastic um and i just really really liking it i think obviously if you like resident evil it goes about saying we talked last week about its reviews and how people were thinking of it and um it's excellent 
Uh, Ashley annoys me a bit. Um, I don't think any game has done too well the whole escort thing. Um, you know, I'm trying to shoot zombies and she's literally zigzagging in front of my screen and Leon's yelling, like, get down. And she's just like, <laughs> you know, standing in front of me and I'm like, get out of my way. Um, but other than that, uh, it's, it's fine. It's, uh, it's, it's that aspect is fine, but, um, the game itself is really good, but I want to propose something to you guys mm. because I was thinking about this while I'm playing Resident Evil four. I'm watching the guys I like over at RKG. Shout out to RKG. Uh, I'm watching. I'm replaying their uh, village playthrough. Um, they do playthroughs of you know big games. It's, it's kind of a funny thing. <clears throat> and they've played all the Resident Evils. They've played all the Souls games, etc. Um, so, to me, we were talking about Resident Evil Two and Resident Evil Four last week, and kind of this divergence between the survival horror roots and the action horror of RE4 and the direction that took, right? And when you reflect on the modern Resident Evil, Resident Evil 7 and Village are kind of the same thing, which we touched on last week as well. Like, 7's more grounded, at, in theory, to, to horror, and uh, 8 is more action-based, a lot more ammo, a lot more enemies. So, Well, 7 and 8 are also complete divergence from 4, 5, and 6, which are kind of almost like their own action trilogy, like post-RE3 yeah, trilogy. Yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, that's true yeah. too. So it's kind of been all over the place. Um, here's what I want to propose, because I know there's been a debate a lot of times about Resident Evil, especially with 7 and 8, around first person uh, compared to third person. And there's a lot of kind of classic Resident Evil fans that prefer third person, and you get to see the character, et cetera, et cetera, right? My argument would be, having played a lot of RE4 now, is that it it doesn't fully shed its tank control roots and it makes it when you're in the huge action scenes, when there's like 20 guys running at you and you're trying to manage all these things, it does make it a little clunky. It's I think Hogue said last week is not as good at action as it proposes to be or, or, or you think it would be. And I would probably agree with that. My argument would be genuinely that if it's a Resident Evil like this, like four or like Village where you're shooting a lot, fighting a lot, first person plays better. It, it just plays a lot hmm. better. I felt like looking back at Village, I'm like in those scenes, like, you know, in Village, you go into the uh, when you first go into the uh, uh, where all the werewolves are, where guys are. There's like you have to fight like 30, 40 guys in a row. Right. It's just chaos like that is so much more manageable in a first person perspective where I can aim better, shoot better and kind of just navigate the environment better without kind of trying to spin and look at my character. Um, so I don't know, like. I don't necessarily think first person's better overall for all Resident Evils or all horror games or anything like that, but I definitely have had times in RE4 where I'm like, this would be a lot more uh, engrossing, I guess, or intuitive if uh, I was in first person. Now, do you, do you have you ever played like Skyrim or like Fallout 4 and just kind of in third person, like just toggle it over to try? Yes, it out? I don't those, like it. Those, right. Those people are weird, yeah. I don't, well, I don't like it. It's it's a, it's a huge difference, you know. Yeah. I I actually started playing a little bit. I don't know why. Downloaded Fallout Four, uh, and then I you know toggled it over a little bit. I'm like, I would love to play it in third person because I prefer third person over first, but it just doesn't work, you know, as well. I mean, it kind of works. It's just it's it's just different when when especially like you said when you get into those those battles and stuff. It, it's not very accurate. Uh, it's kind of all over the place. So, I mean, yeah, I'm assuming they, that's kind of know, the same thing with Resident Evil. 
No, Resident Evil 4 is and, pretty accurate in terms of the... Sh- I, I feel like the shooting isn't the problem with that game. It's a little bit of like the the tank control clunky movement <laughs> is the problem, right? And it's like yeah. the, the actual like gunplay is fine. Yeah, you can't you can't like the only time you can actually dodge is when someone is swinging like a big melee. It gives you a prompt to dodge. Otherwise, you mm-hmm. can't really dodge. Your running yep. is pretty slow as it is in all Resident Evils. That's pretty normal. Backing up um, is always a problem. Leon's yeah, you're like, like yeah, you're moving really slow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, just, it's just clunky in those fasts where you need to be more uh, in more control of your character. It's it's clunky. Like as I was watching them play Resident Evil Village again, it was kind of refreshing my memory. And I'm like, yeah, see that part. It's just yeah, like I said, it's so much more intuitive from a first person side. I also think genuinely that. In terms of horror, I think first person scarier. Um, I think that it it removes some of your surroundings, so you don't know. Like I'm camera cheating a lot in this game, right? I mean, everyone does it in third person games. You creep up, lean against the wall, spin the camera so you can see around it. You know what I mean? And you can kind of see what's coming, and you can gauge your distance between enemies more. It's actually why I like PUBG in third person a lot from a shooter perspective is because it it allows you some kind of like ways to engage with your environment uh which sounds weird i realize in the argument i'm making here but in a horror sense when you're in first person right like it it relies more on obviously what you can see in your senses around you and i think they can provide kind of harder scares when you're uh in first Hmm. person i think the best perspective for horror is vr well of course I tried to play Village in VR on um, on PSVR two. I got sick though, I couldn't do it. Which uh, which VR? PSVR two, super smooth. Really? Just, yeah, it's super smooth, and it looks. Oh, great. oh were, just, were you were you were you physically moving, or were you doing the teleport? I've tried both. Yeah, really. I'm playing another game called After the Fall, which is the same. You can move or do teleport, and I was moving in that one, and I played a full level, and I got through a full level, and it was really good. Um. But I, I still felt kind of weird afterwards. Yeah. yeah. So moving doesn't work for me on pretty much any VR game. But if you use teleport the whole time, like I've gone through like eight hours of Half-Life Alex just teleporting because mm. you're stationary the whole time, right? You're like only kind of leaning and yes. ducking and that sort of stuff, um, which I think is is great. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know if um, Resident Evil 4's like goal was to be scary. You know what I mean? Like, the, there's not really any jump scares. It sort of it does pivot fully to like an action game, and then five doubles down on that, and then six ruins that. Um, whether or not you like it, um, so I I don't know if that's the goal of four is to be like scary. I mean, it's kind of like yes, it's an escort quest, probably the best escort quest though. I can't think of a better one in again. Well, I guess maybe Last of Us if you count that. Kind of Last not an escort there, quest. Uh, Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, but those those characters can't get killed. Yeah, yeah. yeah I guess so I don't really, I don't really count down. that. I don't really count that as uh, as an escort quest because Ashley can actually die, <laughs> and it's like fully an <laughs> escort quest. Like if she, if you don't protect her. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. It's also interesting they went back to third person names with Village, with the DLC. Yeah. 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 So uh, I don't know what the, really they're doing. I guess they're kind of experimenting or using it how they see fit. I mean, obviously they leave they leave village open for for whatever comes next uh, at the very end of that. Um, 
So we'll we'll see what they go from there. But I think uh, I don't know. I when they went to first person for Biohazard RE seven, right? That was a big kind of topic at the time, right? It was controversial. Like why is Resident yeah. Evil going first person? Um, but I think it worked because really well. Okay. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I don't know. I like them both. Yeah, I don't I... have a big complaint. Like it doesn't matter if they come out with third or first. I'm going to play it. But um, I yeah. just think for the action stuff, I I wish I could put RE four in first person. Yeah, I think I think um, RE4 remaster is an interesting interesting spot because I feel like we've seen so much of that game and they've not done remakes, but they've done remasters several times. Like that, you know, there's a 360 version and stuff, and uh, you know, coming from the original GameCube version, I just feel like we've seen that game a lot. Whereas Resident Evil 2, we basically didn't see that game at all after it came out, and then when the remake came out, they felt like a huge leap forward. And I always felt like when they announced Resident Evil 4 remake, I was like, I don't know. Maybe that's too soon. Maybe it's going to feel kind of similar and they definitely improve it in huge ways. But I think like if you play Resident Evil 2 and then Resident Evil 2 remake, those are basically different games. Like they're very, very different from one another. Whereas Resident Evil 4 kind of mostly feels like it's the same game with some changes and improvements. But I think that's to its detriment a little bit, like because it's more recent and only has more or less minor up upgrades versus uh resident evil 2 so it's interesting but um yeah people i mean i'm enjoying it too granted i basically haven't played anymore since last week we spoke (laughs) yeah i've i've been really engrossed in it Uh, i'm really liking it i also didn't realize because again didn't play it fully back in the day i didn't realize how much village takes from it i mean there's so many similarities to village Um, I mean, from the, the characters to the the uh, way you interact with things to the merchant to the buying and finding things and treasures or unless they added all that stuff to four was that. No, nope, that's all there. And also okay. the boss rush element. Right. Where like there's kind of like a line of bosses that you just. Yeah. Go after. Yeah, exactly. After like I, yeah, every yeah. once in a while. Yep. There's another there's another kind of boss fight. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was I was shocked. I'm like, I don't know. And I don't think there I don't know what that kind of Venn diagram looks like of crossover, but I know that village got some flack uh, from people like Hogue, right. For the approach it took, it's kind of fantastical Gothic fantasy mm-hmm. horror, whatever you want to call it. Um, but he also said he didn't really care for four, which makes sense now when I play them. Right. But I don't see how anyone could like four, not like village. They're, they're so similar. I mean, I, it feels like four has a better, a tighter kind of more focused narrative. If yeah, there could be such a thing in Resident Evil, right? Village is kind yeah. of all over the place, but otherwise, um, it feels so similar. Yeah, it's got a a tighter story. I feel like a better character. That's always my that's my problem with seven and eight. I think the main character is annoying as hell. Ethan, um, yeah, Ethan, and also He's getting kind of nondescript. Always getting dismembered. It's like, <laughs> man, this guy cannot keep his pieces of on him. I've never seen that in a person. Well, and I, I don't want to spoil anything, but they really dive in that in Village for a reason that is, uh, you know, told at the end, which you don't realize. So I won't spoil anything, but I, it's kind of a weird way to go. I mean, I see why they did it, obviously, in hindsight, but yeah, it's it's definitely different. Um, so is uh is seven, eight, n- nine? Are they? Is that going to be a trilogy? Is that like the Ethan trilogy, or are we done? Like I don't know. So uh, again, don't want to spoil anything, but at the end of at the end of eight, they say that Ethan's story is done. All right. At the end of village. And then the DLC, as you know, is Ethan's daughter, Rose. Um, so 
I don't know where it goes. Uh, I'm pretty sure they originally said that 7, 8, and 9 were a new thing, if I recall. If anyone wants to correct me, let me know. Um, so I don't know what 9 is going to look like, but I guess we'll see. I, I would assume that you're going to play as Rose. Hmm. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. But anyway, great game. Dan, play them. Nope. Not gonna Four's happen. not even scary. I, I can't. It's not really scary, no. I'm all right. Hey, what yeah. part are you on, by the way, Ains? <clears throat> I'm chapter and uh, end of chapter ten. So uh, again, no oh, spoilers. Um, far. Yeah, I'm pretty far. I've played it. I like I said, I have like twelve hours into it. Um, Did somebody convince you to shoot the lake? To shoot the lake. Shoot the lake, like early on in the game. No, I don't think I did. That. Okay, all right. Mm. A little little Easter egg or something. Uh, I saw online that a bunch of people who played Resident Evil 4 back in the day were telling new players, like, hey, in the beginning, shoot the lake for a cool surprise. And if you shoot the lake, that fish guy attacks you early and just eats you. Yeah, it just eats (laughs) you, and it's impossible to dodge. And so I was going to see if you were still early so I could play that prank on you, but it sounds like... No, no. I I probably would have guessed it, though, because, again, in Village, there's a lake, there's a big fish monster, and if you fall into the water, he eats you um the other funny thing is like there's even like boating where you're boating around and like finding treasures and stuff you do all that in village and i would argue honestly village does it better uh village's implementation of kind of the explore this big area and find treasures and you can go off and do these side bits uh i think village did that better which it should being 20 years newer yeah or whatever, but, yeah it's it's um, newer so. it had the had the benefit of, of foresight and also uh or yeah, hindsight. Uh, and also, <laughs> hindsight. Um, I wish it had the benefit of foresight. That'd be amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and and also, I, th- I feel like they, they were more equipped to make that game a puzzle because the water section in Village is kind of a puzzle section, right? Like you're messing with the water levels and, and timing things right yes. to make sure you don't get eaten. Yeah, it opens that up more as it goes. Um, Resident Evil 4 was like a GameCube game with a bug in my face. Um, was a <laughs> was a GameCube game. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That I, I feel like was pretty limited in scope. Um, it's kind of it kind of feels like uh, an arcade shooter a little bit, the way yeah. you're traveling yeah. around to different things and popping in. Yeah, sure. At least it, it felt like it to me, especially on the Wii version where you actually have the plastic gun. That's like the ultimate like arcade <laughs> experience. Yeah, I really I wonder. Oh, well, I guess they have a they do have a demo for RE4. I was thinking, Dan, because your big thing you said is jump scares and like yeah. for instance. Uh, I would never tell you to play Dead Space uh, because that game will probably give you a heart attack. But I played uh, Dead on... Space. That's what I mean. I, I played. No, but you said two. you played it when it came out. Yeah. Well, yeah. Originally, yeah. your heart was in better health at that time. Right. Yeah. Much better health. Than that <laughs> yeah. Not full of uh, calcium and plaque. Yeah. That was that was a good the good old days. Is what I like to refer. But to. um, I don't think in terms of jump scares, I don't think I've been jump scared once in uh re4 unless i'm forgetting something but it's it's very um it's very i mean there are a few there's some horror elements but it's not scary it's really Mm -hmm. not it's it's an action action shooter that has horror elements is what i would say maybe i'll download the demo yeah Yeah, five is is even more of an action shooter and it only has one jump scare like way late in the game that's hilarious yeah i don't always forget it i I always forget it when it comes out it's the conveyor belt with the bodies lying on it do you remember that part? There's like one jump scare in that game, and it's so funny because I always forget it's there, and then when I get there, I'm like, "Oh Jesus!" <laughs> <That> <laughs> I still have awesome. the uh, the red 360. Like they did a 
RE5 oh, wow. 360 bundle. I still have it upstairs. It's red ringed. It doesn't work. Um, but I still have it. Nice. It's, it's nice. kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, good morning, everyone. I see a bunch of new people. Uh, not new people, but people just joining. Um, good morning. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, as always, we say here, we are simulcasting across Season Gaming and Hogue channels. If you can support both, that would be hugely helpful. Um, appreciate it. And Squirrel, thanks as always for, for helping out. All right, guys. What else have you been playing? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm playing a couple games. Um, I want to give a shout out to Terra Nil because um, I know Hogue mentioned he's playing that as well. Um, oh, which right. Is yes. A, Thank you. Yeah, Devolver Digital, um, uh, kind of like gardening, uh, building game. It's maybe a Stardew Valley ish, I guess. No, not really, but it's the same uh, type of thing where you're where you're planting stuff. Um, super cool game. It's on Steam. Uh, it's on the phone. No, Netflix. It's on Netflix. It is the other platform, which is crazy. Netflix. You can play that. Really? You can play it on Netflix. Yeah, if you have a subscription, which is I really think it's weird. on Android and iOS. Well, too. we don't have yeah. to guess because look who's here. Oh my God! What? I I heard I just, some bro- dumb I, takes about Resident Evil, and I had to rush that <laughs> <right> in. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was the Terra Nil stuff. Oh, yeah, I was like, wow, we talked about Terra Nil for thirty fast. seconds, and he look. shows up. You actually wow. got that thing. He got his it's bucket. Amazing. <laughs> you actually paid money for it. That's I'm amazing. sending one to you, Hogue, because this okay. will help recovery, my friend. All you do, you okay. put it on, feel like a superhero. There you go. There you go. No, <laughs> I, I was, I was watching you all talk about Resident Evil, and I said, I have to get in there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm Welcome. okay, Travis. How are you We're talking about? I'm talking about games we played this week, and I was starting with Terra Nil. Oh, yes. Yeah. So Travis played a bunch of Terra Nil this week. Yep. Terranil is super cool. Very beautiful game. Great soundtrack. Very chill. Very chill game. Yeah, it's cool. So, so um, yeah, what so is I, it exactly, I guess? Like, is it like a simulator or is it a... Yeah, I mean, the basic premise of Terranil is that you're taking a dead world and you're reviving it with an ecosystem of some kind. And so it's a terraforming got, game. Yeah. You've got these various... Um, I think they're called, like, irrigators and toxic sludge cleanup machines that you put down in various places. And then essentially you restore an ecosystem and then you have to do a few more complicated things to bring animals back. And then you leave like part of the puzzle is getting out of there and removing all trace of your existence and then going to the next level. But it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a, um, you know, it's isometric. It's, it's, it's God view kind of city builder, looking game but instead of building cities you're building forests and trying to find deer and bring toads back to the land and things like that <laughs> you know when you said god uh view it made me think of populace it just like flashed in my head from when i yep. was a little kid playing that game what a classic yep no one of the things i thought while playing terra is like this would have been really well thought of if it came out during like the populace era mm-hmm Populous was like, uh, it was a moment when that came out. I mean, it didn't change the world, but it was definitely a new thought on what games could be. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, well, well, cool. You know, Populous leads to this kind of stuff. Little computer people leads to the Sims. I mean, you got all this stuff that goes way back in time and then leads to evolutions that we see today. But Terranil is very cool. And I think as Travis said, beautiful soundtrack. It has that kind of plinking piano that we know now from okay. super serious trailers or Breath of the Wild or something like that. And it grows in an intensity and kind of breadth as you bring back life to the area. So it's it's a good idea. 
It's cool. Um, yeah, so I played a little bit of that. Um, I played the game I'm reviewing. Am I allowed to talk about that? Yeah, I don't because know. It, it's, <laughs> I can say I'm talking about it, it anyway. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm reviewing um, De- Dead by Daylight's uh, next game, the the developers next game. Oh, which is okay, called, cool. Uh, which is called Meet Your Maker. Um, yeah, it's a pretty I mean, you have to be able to talk about that. That's that's like out, right? That's on PlayStation it, Plus. It's yeah. coming out on Tuesday. Oh, yes. Yeah, I yes, saw the yes, ads. It said I get one free. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's coming out on Tuesday, so it's not out yet. Um, but basically, the premise of the game is uh, twofold. One. You are a raider who goes inside bases and your goal is to steal the the treasure. It's like genetic material that is hidden somewhere in the base, usually in the heart of the base. And uh, you have to deal with like traps going off that are trying to kill you like Indiana Jones style and enemies that attack you and that sort of stuff. And it kind of has like a like a doom feel to it in terms of gameplay. Like you have a grapple hook and you're zipping around and uh, swatting people with your your sword and, and you have a gun with super limited ammo. Um, in my case, three shots. Uh, and um, basically the the levels are made by other players. And so other players will take their prize, put it somewhere in their base, and then build the traps and decide where the enemy spawn and all the stuff around it, trying to prevent you from getting it and killing you as often as possible in the process. Like they're playing tower and- defense. Yeah. Well, no. They're they 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 build it. It's asynchronous. They build it and then they. Leave oh, they I remember seeing this when they yeah, first yeah. debuted it. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Gotcha. So they 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 build the base and then they dip and then um yeah. the other side of it is that you have to build your own bases and so I've had a lot of fun uh, in early access because I'm building these incredibly difficult levels and just watching people. You get to go back to your level afterward and you can watch replays of them trying to attempt it and you can see all the places that they died and all the all the ways that that you got them um and uh there's like stakes to it too like the more people die and the fewer people steal it you can uh profit better and also if they keep stealing it if you have uh, the mode i have turned on uh you actually lose like resources if they successfully right. take your thing they so, showed this at summer um, game fest last year and i think it kind of caught people's eye as kind of something new yeah. Um, yeah, it's super. It's a super original idea, but it it kind of is in the same vein of like a Mario Maker, where like you're playing levels but also making your own. Um, except mm-hmm. for this has more of like a meta to it. Like you want other players to try and fail at your level, and then you want right. to beat everybody else's level while dying as little as possible. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, That's it's pretty it's cool. pretty interesting. I've gotten pretty good at uh, rating people's bases, and then I'm taking pride in making like uber difficult levels that infuriate people which you can see because you can see how many died and how many people quit your level and then also they leave feedback on your level like you know the comment i get all the time is like brutal and ingenious and like you know comments like that that are like oh you're praising himself again guys definitely playing into travis's most uh problematic characteristics yeah exactly yeah yeah my most problematic (laughs) being toxic is basically what i'm doing so yeah it's pretty fun but and also it's it's fully co-op both in the building mode and in the rating mode so you play you can play with another person and just like you're you're rating the base together and uh i haven't haven't got a lot of co-op in yet i need i need to do that today but it's a it's a super interesting idea is it it pretty intuitive as far as like controls and like yeah it's it's exactly what you'd expect, you know, RB to throw a grenade and LB to shoot your grapple hook. Yeah, I figured that would be, I'm I'm talking about like the actual building of the... Oh, the yeah, the building's great. Even on console, like I'm able to build a level in probably like 
40 minutes and oh, you know and then and then and then iterate it as i see people play through it and uh I, the one thing that i will say is is very like interesting is how easily it is to publish your level like basically as soon as the level is made active you can make changes to it in real time and the level gets changed for anybody who like plays it after that without you having to like save version 1.1 or you know 1.3 like you just make a change and then the level just updates um and then also what's interesting is you have a max build limit like all these games but if you if you do a good job at killing people with your level you can prestige your level and increase the build limit <laughs> so it actually lets oh, you make okay. the level yeah it actually lets you make the level have more stuff in it and be more difficult if you continually kill people and then pay resources yeah. to upgrade so, so there will be yeah. like there will be eventually, right? And so it's two things. One, it sounds like definitively a game that requires player base, which means PS Plus is probably a great idea as a exactly. launch. Uh, exactly. Two, um, it it <clears throat> sounds like this will be where, uh, for lack of a better phrase, cream rises to the top, right? Where it's going to be like the the best levels will have a bigger budget and they'll get worse and worse and worse and worse to try and complete, mm -hmm. and you'll have this kind of like pyramid of difficulty that'll eventually create itself in yeah. theory and right? and the cool thing too is that um based on how many people your level kills but also just how much how many traps and stuff and enemies are in it the game will assign you a difficulty and when you're picking a level you can pick the difficulty and it groups Sweet. player maps together and so i basically played like a couple levels in normal and then like one level in in like the middle difficulty and then since then i've gone to the hardest difficulty and i haven't left so i'm just like playing the hardest levels and like trying to you know get as because you get more resources and materials and xp by playing harder levels so i'm just like you know you play like two levels and and get way more done than if you play like 10 so like it incentivizes normal. you to build by giving you additional things as you play exactly you're unlocking okay. more more upgrades to then improve your traps okay. and make mods and that sort of stuff and Interesting. so i yeah i basically have spent all my resources on like buying all the traps and then buying mods for all the traps that way i can find like creative ways to to trick people and trap people so that's the, but have you met your maker <laughs> i have not so i will say this about the game the game has like a story like it's like oh we live in the future. It's Mad Max and our yeah, genetic DNA is falling apart. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then and then they're like, yeah, you need to collect genetic material. And so it sends you on all these treasure hunts to collect genetic material. And then you keep powering up the the creepy creature called the Chimera that's 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 uh you know asking you for all the genetic material, but like nothing happens. They're just like, Cool, I have more genetic material, I'm even more powerful now. And then you're like all right, is this going to have any payoff? Is there is there actually a story to this game, or is there just is it a, a premise? Fully featured and launch, or is this launch kind of like a early access type thing? It's full. It's fully featured. I think it already has an early access launch because I've oh, run into okay. a, I've run into a bunch of player levels like for players that I assume aren't in the review period. So I, I think it had an early access launch already, um, but uh, it it does have a. Um, live service kind of model i won't say live service but it has a roadmap like I, they've already released like their post-launch roadmap for the stuff they're gonna add so my guess you is figure it's a probably... game like this would kind of have to exactly it kind of has to so my guess is it's probably like a live service in the same way that minecraft is where they're you know making optimizations and improving stuff and adding uh tools to their sandbox that you can unlock and, and that yeah. sort of thing because it's pretty is light it right now. 
It is. It has to be, right? Yeah. Full, full cross play. Uh, I don't know if it's cross play, but certainly the levels are because I see a lot of like PC creators. And then when I see an Xbox creator, I'm like, oh, this will be fun. Um, so uh, yeah, it's interesting. But yeah, my, go play my level. My level's super hard. I actually, I, you can test run your own levels and I have a hard time getting through my levels because I just, I know, I know what I'm bad at doing in the game. So I, I intentionally make traps that like, I think I would die to. And then I play my level. Yeah. That did kill me. That's good. Sorry. Didn't mean to uh, jump in. I was curious, like, um, do you, does it go by uh, PSN ID or gamer tag? Like, um, and so do you know if it has the capability to look for your friends list levels or is it does it use its own like id system it does not have its own id system it has their tag and then the logo of what platform they are so the presumption would be then you type in the name and then you look for the name and platform combination um but uh i have not tried that out a lot i i'm gonna write my review tonight probably but the things i have left to test are multiplayer and doing things like searches and i also haven't tried out the watch replay of other people playing your levels feature i haven't mm-hmm. i haven't figured out how to get that to work actually i don't i don't know so yeah um i'm like okay. maybe like 25 hours into playing the game and but there's still a, a you know when you spend like two or three hours building your own level like it, it eats up time quickly without you doing a lot so i've probably beaten like 100 or 150 levels and made a, like four or five of my own but i still feel like i i have a lot to do to fully understand the game but um, mm. it's it's super okay. fun so far. So sounds playing cool. that, yeah, playing that. Yeah, this was on my list of things to check out. It sounded different. It is yeah. very different. I like different. Yeah. I like experimental. I like. I guess I like the idea. We've seen some games like this that are purely community driven, right? And a, and a developer will design a game that requires the community to engage, right? And we've seen failures, a lot of failures in that space. Uh, I always root for them, though. Like I want to, I want to believe there's a world out there, and I'm sure there is, right? We've seen good examples of it, but I want to believe there's a world out there where a developer can kind of hand a, a, a toolbox like this, that's kind of a game in its own, uh, to the community, and the community can make it thrive. So we'll have yeah. to see what comes. I know that PS Plus is a great choice in terms of 100. And the thing I think that is cool about this game, and that I think maybe will make it have a better chance of success is it does require community around it, but it doesn't require a sustained community. It's not like we're talking about like playlist volumes, right? Where it's like, oh, I hope there's enough players to fill or a matchmaking, a lobby. right? It's not using or matchmaking. matchmaking. It's, it's just, right. if you build a map, it can be in the game forever. And I've noticed that the developers themselves have made a ton of levels. Like there's like probably hundreds of levels in there that say like devious team, which is the developers like making it. Okay. And then uh, to their credit for the review period, the developers have been in the game, like playing everybody's levels. And like running through it so they're like doing a lot of heavy lifting to kind of bootstrap it um my that's review the DVD, guys that's that's what is that behavioral behavioral yep yeah behavioral is is uh the developer i love DVD. So the developers called that. behavioral yeah be- behavioral uh um yeah studio or games or whatever yeah um, okay we should reach out to and, them. we uh, should see if my one wants to come on here and talk with us that'd be good that'd be cool yeah they're they're uh dead by daylight suite and this game looks like they're you know, they're trying something completely different and it's sure. interesting. So, um, yeah, I've, I've got a lot to do. Uh, Nick's asks when my review will be available. So the embargo lifts on Tuesday. Um, however, uh, which is when the game comes out, right? Uh, however, uh, the embargo also said like, Hey, you might want to hold off on a final review until you have a chance to play it when the world 
is in there making stuff because that's kind of sure. a big part of the game. And so I, I probably won't have a final review until maybe like Wednesday or Thursday or something. Progress. Like so next week. I'll have all of it next week, though. It'll be live at some point. Cool. You got me excited for it. I, I I didn't put two and two together. I saw people talking this week about Meet Your Maker coming to PS Plus, and I was like, that rings a bell. And then I just I didn't think any more about it. And now that you've described it, I'm like, oh, okay, that's that game that looked really interesting from last year when they showed it at Summer Game Fest. Um, now it it's clicked. So now I'm looking forward yeah. to that. It's cool. My prediction is it'll make a bit of a splash initially, and then people will quickly be like, there's not enough. You know, there needs to be more weapons. There needs to be more character types. There needs to be more traps, more enemies, because it is light on all that stuff. Like, there's only like three or four different types of enemy. I think it's four different types of enemies. If there's one thing the community will be good with a live service game is telling the developers they want more. Yeah, Um, that will happen by Tuesday evening at about four thirty p.m. I suspect (laughs) you are correct. Yeah, it's. But I, but I, I'm just like preempting that because I've already felt it. Like I'm like, oh, this is all really cool. Lots of traps. I wish there were more enemies. I wish there were more weapons, stuff like that. So, yeah. well, certainly cool. if they wind up supporting it like they have DBD, you'll get that in over a decade. But yeah, Dude, yeah, that's a that game. fantastic live service game. And I think this I have is no idea what Dead by Daylight played like in year one because I, I rolled in at year four, so it already had you know 35 villains. Mm. I think I it did is play still like one. I look at Xbox Live most played games a lot, just you know, for because I'm an idiot. Uh, it's always it's always in the top like ten to fifteen. But um, and it the know. one thing I'll say for that that might not be the case with Meet Your Maker here is that it's very easy to explain, right? It's digital hide and seek. You can mm-hmm. you can get non gamers into DBD pretty easily. Yeah, and they've done I a do great feel job like, licensing uh, too. Meet, make, meet your maker has son of like I don't know if you guys ever had like a fantasy as a kid of like building your own like dungeon or base and then having your friends try to raid it but I feel like it's it's one of those ideas like digital hide and seek that's like really like core to what what people think about when they think about games like you know whether you're building with Lego or whatever as a kid like the idea of like creating like uh, a well defended base with a drawbridge and you know stuff like that and then making somebody else mm-hmm. storm it i feel like people find ways to do stuff like that in minecraft you know what i mean and like this is sure. just another sandbox that's like built for it so it's super interesting well, i'm definitely looking forward to it yeah, yeah it's cool mm-hmm. glad you brought that up i probably can't play it it's an action game but we'll see true yeah yeah there are some reflex fair. stuff but fair We're somebody get this Somebody get this man a, a Microsoft adaptive controller. <laughs> I have an adaptive controller. My occupational oh, do? therapists don't want me to use any any extra controllers. Mm. So, no, video gaming is part of my therapy. In fact, my secret weapon right now is Theat Rhythm, which is working on my left hand all the time. Hmm. You say Theat Rhythm? Theat Rhythm. It's it's like theater oh. rhythm. I thought you said feet. Yeah, I was too. like, wait, what? No, okay, feet, the, feet. the Final Fantasy game on the Switch. Yeah, yeah. Got, yes, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, hmm. that's cool. How's it going? Uh, it's going all right. We're 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 pretty darn close. I'm doing manual dexterity now with uh, fine motor control on my fingers, and okay. uh, the arm is getting stronger every day. Okay, but nice. We're yeah. still a couple of steps away from. I don't know how to describe it exactly, but it's. It's not quite twitch how you would think about it. It's not super fast, but just kind of brain tells left finger to hit bumper, left finger hits bumper, things proceed. It just takes a little bit longer right now than it does on the right hand. And so that's a problem when you're playing action games. 
Sure. So I'm, I'm yeah. practicing that right now with pinball, which oh, I love. Okay. But yeah. those are timing elements on the left on the left finger. So we're getting there. Nice. That's got to be a very strange feeling to, yeah. you know, do something that's so uh, uh, core to just your day to day function, right? And, and to know what you you're thinking you want to happen, and for there to be like an input delay, basically, um, that's got to be a very strange feeling. I hope an input yeah. delay or a hold. Like the other aspect of that is like once you hit it, releasing it is a little bit of a trick because okay. that's flexation yeah. versus extension. So you're flipping okay. your muscles. These are all things that I think about now that nobody has ever thought about before. I was going to say you're using words like I'm. I'm really excited for you to do that video you've mentioned about the whole experience because I feel like it's going to be like a wealth of learning uh, of things yes. I've never even really thought about. Sublux, flex, extension. Yeah, they're all different muscles. Which which are which bit rate with electrodes? Yeah. What's your bit rate? <laughs> bit, bit rate on your hand. We need to know that. What do you? Well, it's it he's really got like that thirty-four millisecond, you know, input yeah. delay right now. He's trying to work it down. Yeah, We're at something like ninety-eight percent, ninety-nine percent, I would say. But That's still, it's still one step left to go. You okay. could beat some people in multiplayer already. That's what I'm hearing. Probably me. I mean, uh, <laughs> Dan, Dan, Dan has an input delay on all actions of about yeah. 1.3 seconds. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm at the point now where I have to look at my controller sometimes. Like I've gone, I, I'm, I'm wow. progressing. I'm just like, what Jeez. button am I hitting? So yeah, I mean, yeah. listen, oh, I have if, no if, metric if, to use. If I have, Absolutely. if I'm looking for a fourth teammate for Halo and it's between you and Dan, I'm taking you every time. I would, for sure. <laughs> I, I, I would take I Dan, but not this weekend. That was the first time I've done anything action wise. Okay. I would take Dan, but just because I like a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get it. I think you guys would be sorely disappointed with my current first person shootering, but I appreciate that. Well, it would be great. It'd be, we, we've been playing a lot of Resident Evil 4, so we'll have a cool escort quest where, you know, where we're like, oh, get down, and you're like getting in the way, and we're guy trying to shoot around you. It's great. Get down, Mr. President. Good stuff. But yeah, no, right. I have an uh, adaptive controller that one of my community members sent me. That is awesome. That is ready. But yeah, the my my official therapy notes are try to do things that you did before normally right. as we try to get everything working on the left side. And it's really, really close. I don't want people to feel like, you know, I, I've just got a slumping left shoulder all day. I don't. But still needs a step or two because video gaming actually is kind of like the highest level of tier of what I can try to do. With, sure. with the hand because we're working on typing and I can type with my left hand mostly, but I jam up with uh, with playing video games, but not as much as I did a month ago or two months ago. So yeah. first so six it, months after a stroke is still best chance for gains. And so we're focused on that. Gotcha. This yeah. is a very specific, what are you playing? Hope yes. <laughs> what am I playing? I'm playing feet rhythm to work on my left hand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what other games do they have me doing? Yeah. I'm putting in like, Battleship marker pegs into holes. Nice, great. Oh, okay, which is, which is super hard to do when you don't have full fine motor skills. What are those uh light boards where you make like a yeah design? A light, uh, light bright, light, yeah light bright, yeah yeah that's a good one for you. Yeah, get, so get you have, they have you expression. They have you pick out things out of bowls and then like manipulate them in your fingers until you can get them to a place where you can insert them and then put them into a board. But you know, just just for practice, try to do it with one hand. And then try to do it with your non-dominant hand. Hmm, and then yeah. don't give yourself a stroke, but you know, pretend that you're not <laughs> able to use it so well. 
Um, damn. I feel like are, are any, is anybody else here left-handed? Yeah, I am. You are? Yeah, so I don't know, Ains, if you feel this way, but like using my not dominant dominant hand is almost like expected if you're a lefty. And so I feel like lefties yeah. on average have like less of a problem. Like I use my right hand for, I could write with my right hand. I use like, my right hand for a lot, um, even yeah, though I'm a lefty. Yeah. yeah, funny enough, like sports is the funniest thing. So I said a million times, I've played hockey for 25 years. I, I shoot right-handed. Um, when I play baseball, I swing right-handed, but I catch left-handed. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of just all over the place. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. That's it's kind of interesting. <clears throat> I feel like you righties need to step up your game. Start to use that non-dominant handle. I'm working more. on it, Travis. Yeah. <laughs> so Travis, I, I don't know if they had these all jokes aside about being old. When when we were in school, they had those desks you sit in where they just had the one arm to write yep. on. They were all for right handers. Yep. So I'd have to sit in a chair and sit like this sideways oh, no. you know, so i, could, so no, I, could I had a my, I, I had a i had a my, my abuelita would swap my hand with a wooden spoon if i used my left hand at all so i <laughs> had to learn i had to learn to write with my right hand as a kid and i was not allowed to write with my left hand so it's funny now now my left hand uh, handwriting is like pretty bad i i'm i pretty much write exclusively with my right hand now because uh Every time I get the inkling to do it with my left hand, I just imagine that wooden spoon for my abuelita. She's still alive. She might come after me. I don't know. I'm worried about <laughs> I've, it. I've never but, had yeah. such a skill set. So yeah. at least for me, it's still working with a non-dominant hand that doesn't work at yeah. full power. And so we do things like, you know, like the, the coin, flipping your coin around your fingers. We work on that yeah. kind of thing yeah. and putting it in a dish. So yeah. Lots of Ains, you know, we'd be really good at writing in Japanese. Yeah. Is that... Is that backwards? Is that or are they just? Uh, read I, I don't know I don't if know. backwards is officially right. I don't think right to left or left to right. <laughs> right. Do they write right to left? I don't know. I actually, I, I know they read left. Right to left. Yeah. I don't. Know right. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think well, we'll get away from like the uh, foreign cultures writing backwards. Thinking. Yeah. yeah. Well, to <laughs> us, Ains, it wouldn't be backwards. You know, right? If you ever, if you ever, if you ever written on a whiteboard, like that's not the, yeah. Yeah, it's not the way. Yeah. I mean, like, are you sure you're uh, left-handed, Ains? I mean, I, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, <laughs> you do everything well, literally with your right hand. Yeah, yeah. no, if <laughs> I, I throw with my left, right? Is Dan uh, going to end this friendship if he is left-handed? Yeah, yeah. this, this is all throwing yeah. me off. You throw with your left hand? I thought you yeah. said you catch with your left hand. Well, meaning no, no, no. Like yeah. in the field, right? I, I yeah. catch right, throw left. But when I bat, okay. I bat right. I play golf right. right. Okay. I play hockey that right. Makes more sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. People switch it all the time. I know all about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, to to, to Ains's point, I use, I tend to use my right for power and my left for dexterity. That's that's the line for me. This is weird. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we are all over the place. I love it. Yeah. Um, anything else? I, I'll get to the. We'll do our first kind of super chat read down here, but I want to make sure there's nothing else you guys want to talk about and currently playing. Yeah, I, I, there's a bunch, and I unfortunately think we don't have enough time to talk about it. But uh, yeah. Um, Oh God, what is on my list this week? Oh, I finally got some PSVR two out there. Excellent. I also PSVR one. Weirdly, I was playing Rhombus of Ruin. Have you played this game, Ains? The heard, second I heard game. the game, I have not played it. It's it's a Psychonauts VR game. Uh, so oh, I was yes, playing that. Of course, no, yeah, I, I own it, and I've never played it. Yeah, so I played that. Um, yeah, I'm I'm probably forgetting a million games that I'm going to be kicking myself for not mentioning at, right immediately after this. But yeah, it's been a great yeah. week for gaming. Yeah. Oh, that, oh, you know oh. it. Uh, Rem, 
Remnant 2, my, my IGN first oh, coverage yeah. ended this week. So I can actually talk about that game if we, we don't see talk about preview. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I saw so your full preview out. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Um, awesome. The uh, Rally expansion came out for Forza Horizon 5 this week, too. I downloaded oh, that. Yeah. I played for just a couple minutes. I have I, not enough to speak about it. Um, but uh, yeah. And then uh, I, this, I know this is going to be uh, probably not relevant to many people, but the, finally, the new PGA Tour game from EA comes out on Tuesday. Which I'm very excited oh, for. Beautiful. So. It's gonna that game's gonna awaken me sexually. Who doesn't want PGA tour? <laughs> Great. Come on, man. I'm gonna discover an entire I'm gonna discover an entire Hashtag different part patch. of myself. <laughs> pumpkin patch. Yeah, yeah. This is ridiculous. Like I've been playing MLB, right? I've been playing the show like pretty yeah. much exclusively, except for like a little bit of Fallout. And it's amazing. I hear the um I hear the uh Negro League storylines that they added you know are what? awesome. I need I need you to kind of Give me like an official SG uh, email, which I probably have, but I probably don't use ever. So I can, because I, I feel like I can, I'm like literally, what, 20 minutes away from the museum? Like, I feel like I yes. can like get a hold of Bob Kendrick. I've met him a couple of times. Amazing guy. He's the one that narrates everything through the Negro really? stuff. Yeah. Okay. Super nice guy. I've met Buck, Buck O'Neill before he passed back in like 06. Uh, I mean, I go down there probably once or twice a year. It's it's just a cool place. I mean, it's, and you, you learn new stuff all the time. That's Soon the best be part there. of the game, for sure. And that's probably the most work they put into it. I'd love to like sit down with them and interview them, uh, and and get them on here. That'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah I wish. I'll, I'll, I've actually I've already emailed through my email account the like their basic contact stuff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I don't know what's going to yeah. happen. Um, but yeah, it's it's really it's it's. They've made improvements the more I played it. The stuff that I usually play, the road to the show, pretty yep. much the same. They haven't really done much with that. Um, the Negro League stuff, I think, is really, really, really well done. But I think it's also really... they kind of what league? The Negro League. The Negro, Negro League, League baseball storylines. They put them in the show this year. Yeah, so they've got like Buck O'Neill, Jack Robinson. The, have you never heard of the baseball Travis. Negro Leagues? No. No. Starting in Kansas City. Oh, you probably well. Then you're really lost. You probably were yeah. like, "What are we talking about?" Yeah, I'm, I'm like, no, I'm like, are, is this a meeting? What What is this? No, the, before baseball, baseball, like the MLB was segregated. They had separate leagues yeah. for black players called the Negro Leagues. Yeah, nineteen. You did not know this. I mean, I knew about segregation. I didn't know that they were still putting this stuff <laughs> in video games. That seems crazy. Well, to they, me. they put it's it as an honor this year to kind of, kind of thing. Yeah, it's a museum oh, piece to it's a reflect museum on the history. Of racism. Got it. Yes. Cool. <laughs> yes. That's exactly what it is. Sounds each, great. Each one of the they have like eight eight Negro League players, and they tell there's like an eight part story that Bob Kendrick will narrate um, each part oh, that's and cool. tell a little bit about that person okay. and i played through that's cool uh, yeah buck o'neill and then you do like you know hit get like three get on base three times in two games or something it's just like a kind of a very simple uh thing you have to perform oh they're little the like chapter. play moments right little play okay. moments right yeah and and you okay. get to the next chapter of the story uh uh i played through i think jackie robinson and uh buck o'neill so far i didn't you know and i knew who buck o'neill was before i came to kansas city because he was uh he was part of the Cubs organization way back, like the '60s or '70s. I'm just a huge Cubs fan, so I knew who he was, but I didn't realize like how deep the actual history of it is. 
and until I got here. And I, I don't think the, the museum opened until it might have opened right before I got here. It was like mid 90s. Uh, it's a really cool place. If you're ever in Kansas City, I I mean, that's one of the places you should definitely go. I haven't been. And it's, I need to go. It's, it's amazing. And right next to it is Arthur Bryan's or right, you know, a few blocks away, actually. So, okay. you know, get some barbecue, go Famous down there. Barbecue place for the, those people who don't know. Yeah. Bob Kendrick is literally there. Like, I've, I've run into him and seen him a few times. I mean, he's just okay. a super nice guy, very charismatic guy. Uh, and he does a really good job with the narrations and the stories and stuff. That's the cool. best part of the game by far. I wish they did more with it. Um, I feel like they kind of shortchanged him a little bit, but this is only season one. So there's, I guess there's another season. I don't know if it's the next iteration. Oh, they're the going to continue to add to it. Right. Yeah. I don't know if they're cool. adding to it this year or yeah. they're going to add to it with, you know, the next, they can do, I think, a lot more with it. Um, okay. But it's cool to, to to see that. It's cool to, you know, and, and see that kind of part of Kansas City's history on the video yeah. game, you know. So it, it's it's really, really well done. The rest of the game, I mean, not a huge amount of changes. So <laughs> it's, it's I, I, I some of the reviews that went up, I was just like, you know, <laughs> we got to kind of, I don't know. I don't know how much you can iterate like a sports game. You know, we've talked about this. We talked about like, this it's, all the it's, time. It's just, yeah. yeah, you know, but this PGA, they haven't been out for a while now. Haven't no, they? they've it been was... making this game for years. It was supposed to be out last year. I thought year. they stopped um, with like, a, like five or six years ago. They did. They did okay. with Rory McIlroy. Uh, Rory McIlroy, yeah. It would be called um, Tiger Woods, right? It was Tiger was Woods way, way back, back when, yeah, before he <laughs> did all the things he got into. Um so they broke that, but um, yeah, they haven't had a game in years. This one, um, I've been following it because I, I just love golf games. Always have. I don't know why, um, but I've been following this one for a while. And the the tech behind it and what they've done to rebuild it is is really really impressive. So I have very high hopes for it. I will report back next week. I may do a review on it actually. Uh, so we'll see. Um, Give me some hot yeah, shots, Sony. Come on, dude. I love hot shots. My favorite. I love hey, it. Everybody, everybody's was... golf. Why did they need to change the name? It was Hot Shots. I don't know why. Oh, yeah. That's basically what it is. That was a uh, but, By the way, Lucius says, um, yeah, so Travis, he says, uh, there's a lot of pride toward the Negro Leagues, despite being a weird time. And then he said, uh, I can understand not knowing about this and suddenly hearing people say that, though. Yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys are allowed to say that. I, that's all I'm saying. I, what's going on here? Yeah, no. they're looking at the paddle like, uh, no, we're not supposed to be talking about this guy. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Obviously, obviously, I know about segregation, guys. That's not at all what this is about. I just, I just don't know about sports. I'd never heard about this league, and I was like, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a weird time in sports history. That does sound weird cool, time. though. That sounds. Cool. I mean, it's yeah, it's but, worth uh, downloading on on Game Pass and. Just playing that part of it, just to kind of. That's get the reason the I brought it up, Dan. Is because I yeah. I've seen several people say if you're not playing the show and you're on Xbox, it's on a Game Pass. Just download and play the Negro League storylines because they're really good. They're so. I mean, I think a lot of it is actually Bob Kendrick. I mean, he's he's just got this voice, and he's just the way they shot it and and everything is just really really well done. I mean, they put oh. a lot of effort into it. Uh, These games and, have done a good job of doing historical stuff. I really like 2K's yeah. Michael Jordan series. Yeah. See, that's, I, I mean, yeah. you can you can do, you know, and make this <laughs> cool stuff, I think, you know, but uh, just don't leave everything else kind of in the behind. You know what I mean? I think and they think they perfected the show like five years ago. I think they stopped. That's the thing. It's, it's, it's the best sports game, I think, out there by far uh, as far as uh, how the mechanics work and 
everything else. I think they, you know, there's not a ton they can do every year, obviously, but you know, you can bring a couple things in here and there, like with Road to the Show, which is basically your, your, you know, you you create a character, bring him up through the minors, go to the big leagues. I think you can add a little bit more, maybe some light, like RPG elements, maybe like Madden's trying to do that with their, you know, not really successfully, but they're trying. You know, there's a little bit more story there involved instead of just like a text message from your manager or your agent. Like, <laughs> hey, where do you want to play? What if this happens? It's like, okay, thanks, coach. You know, or, and it's, it's just, it's really basic. I think there's more to yeah. be had there if they really wanted to. But yeah, I definitely recommend down downloading it. And I mean, it's literally all you got to do. All you got to know how to do is press a button. That's all you got to do. You basically got to press a button to swing the bat. You know, it, it's not a whole, it's not very complicated as far as progressing the these little stories that they have so gotcha you just want to see that it's great or just come to kansas city make a vacation out of it come meet uh ains <laughs> and uh i'll give you his address and you guys can go over to his house and he's gonna you know buy barbecue and you can go out in his backyard and play with his dog Zzz, dogs sounds fun yeah it's a good time he's got a big house yeah it's all good his you know that is not an open invitation. Or come over to my place and uh, I'll cook you some food. Dan can invite people to another person's house. Yeah, yeah, that I yeah, recommend. No problem. Whatever you guys want. All to right. Do. <laughs> All right. Let's shout some stuff out here. Uh, we'll go through. We've got some stuff backing up here. I want to call out. So uh, oh let's God, go ahead and get seventeen these. of them. Yeah, Googleman is uh, out of the gate again. Right before we started. All right, some Dyson V8 vacuum love. All right, Googleman, uh, recently disassembled my Dyson V8 for a thorough spring cleaning, and there was a bunch of gunk in there. Romancevania looks fun. Uh, Boy Travis. Drac, Lady Drac. Yeah, and then there's something that says eyes pink heart shape on StreamYard. <laughs> so, and then <laughs> Lollipop. Yeah, a Lollipop. Googleman, thank you. Uh, good update on your vacuum. Yep. <laughs> hey, man, there's... <laughs> That's that's exciting for me. <laughs> no, I mean, that's. I, I, I mean, you if you think that, about that, it, we haven't really talked about cleaning products on the show, which has created a bit of a vacuum. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Not not exactly. I'm muting him, guys. I'm muting. I'm muting yeah. Travis and Dan at this point. Me and Hope. What is wrong take with you? Here. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Marianne Williams again, uh, super super generous. Marianne, uh, she put a twenty dollars super sticker on both channels um so wow. thank you for that nice. super appreciative um that is just awesome and appreciate the ongoing support there marianne thank you uh rob frawley has a, a question for us he put two super chats so um i'm gonna read these dan so bear with me so rob Perfect. regular here says do you have any controller based third person shooter game recommendations for a 68 year old who has never used any console since the atari 2600 ultimately they want to be able to play the last of us and last of us 2 due to the hbo show he followed it up with a second super chat saying, "Moreover, any recommendations on teaching someone basic game literacy? Should I sit down and help them, or should I give them a controller and leave for a bit, or something else?" So, uh, I always recommend working through the control screen and imagining what you're going to do with it with another yeah. party. That that's basically how I teach games for the most part. Um, but. Honestly, third-person shooter is a tough one to pick for a novice who hasn't played games in a while. That's a, that's yeah, a, that's the, a tricky ask. 
Yeah, the tough, I mean, you're saying he hasn't played since Atari. So honestly, I don't know. My first thought would be start with 2D. Uh, let them get a feel for a controller and movement and thing, basic things like jumping and action buttons. Um, I remember, I don't know about you guys, I remember first playing Turok on the N64 and Mario 64, obviously, and being introduced to kind of 3D concepts and camera controls. And it was mind-blowing at the time. And it did take some time to get used to. Um but I, I would definitely say if they haven't played since the Atari and they're near 70 years old, I would not jump into a third per, or a, a first person shooter. I would begin with basics. Uh, I'd probably recommend Ratchet and Clank or another game that has an auto camera follow with a pretty harsh auto follow. Auto be good. So and it's not difficult, right? That's a good call. It's still playing 3D, on the, but obviously you're playing on the PlayStation. I'm, I'm guessing since you're playing The Last of Us Part Two, if you're playing on a PS5, there is that. Was it the, the little Sony robot guy that came oh, out Astro of the Astrobot, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that, you know, it's, it's, it's got, got tutorials in it. And, you know, just jump in that for an hour and see what happens. You know, it should, you know, I would think by the end of that, you'd be all right. I mean, The Last of Us Part Two isn't like a very difficult controller. No, to learn. it is I don't if think you're thinking is. about someone who hasn't played anything. Well, I mean, yeah. That, but that's, it's not. But it's not hard for you because you that, it's not going to matter. You, you can go from Atari to The Last of Us Two, or you can go from Atari to you know something a little bit more complex. You know, say like yeah, I don't know. I think the trick division. is going to be double sticks, right? Like that. That's everybody's yes, right. trick moving into 3D. Right. So you got to be able to move. Uh, you got to be able to move them separately mm-hmm. and understand what they're doing. Too much time. Look, Hogue Hogue has taught people how to how to play video games because he's a dad i assume you have too dan unless you walked away Um, or dads travis here Here. yeah but (laughs) you guys don't you guys don't teach your kids i've they're not they're not educated people hogue he actually today isn't he (laughs) 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 travis talking about something Uh, he doesn't know it's no no clearly the no, the, the best way to, to teach somebody to play video games is bring them to the sweatiest PvP game you can think of and just beat them <laughs> until they cry, and then then they'll learn. Um, no, I would actually recommend Minecraft. I saw some people recommending that. I think that's a great uh, game. It does have double sticks, but it lets you learn at your own pace, and you can uh, play with them, so you can like guide them through it and teach them stuff one one brick at a time. Um, also, here, guys. Por- Portal 2 is also really good. Um because it's a multiplayer game and it's like basic movement and puzzle mechanics. Um, I have no, I have no doubt that. that you'd struggle moving the horse because again, that you're going to re- be using the camera and the direction at the same time in that opening. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the a lot of modern games take advantage of the fact that everybody has video game literacy and there's certain like tropes and you know like a, a like a nav menu where like you hold down LB and it has like the the wheel you know what i mean like that's like bait like stuff gamers know that's like kind of complicated and unintuitive to people who don't play them so yeah i would say yeah. stay away from that i'm i'm a push your kid into the pool kind of dad see that's see what, what i was happens. saying hoag that's <laughs> what i was saying hoag i knew, yeah, I knew Dan was gonna say that. Hey, guess what i got you know they, guess they, what? I've got three dead kids. I got the good ones. He was a yeah, dud. He was a I've dud. Got okay. College funding that I can spend now. So yeah, no, it, it's that, that's my my theory. I mean, maybe not. You know, obviously not. I don't push my kids into a swimming pool a lot, but you know, yeah, I think I think that's that's a good way to do it. I mean, you're eventually going to learn it, 
or you're not. You know, it, it, it's it's when, when we've been doing this for, you know, so long, you know, it's just it's just kind of reactive. And, and it's, it's just we just kind of know right when we go into the games with especially with the 3D camera and stuff. So, yeah, you know, no, good, it's good one way. That, 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 that's my advice. It's not the best advice. Yeah, but, I don't you know. send my children to school either because if they're going to learn science, they're going to learn science. You know what I mean? What the hell does that even mean? I don't know. I feel like he's screaming political. There. <laughs> All right. I hope. hope so look, that you're either going to know calculus or you aren't. You know what I mean? Right. Get in there and learn it. Hell, you know? at least, Rob. That's what I say. Yeah. Well, uh, the good news, right? Well, you're on. I mean, the good news now, right, is you don't have to go out and buy different games. Like, I mean, between PS Plus or Game Pass or other things, just download a whole bunch of games, right. and uh, you know, uh, experiment. I would say. So I think the fundamentals are two sticks at once. And so anything that helps with that is going to be helpful. And then go to the actual control screen and then have somebody work through the buttons in their mind as to what everything does. Because yeah. the things that we take for granted, right? You hold the left trigger to aim, you shoot with the right trigger, give or take in most games. People aren't even going to know if they've never done it before. Right. right. There's things in too, like, uh, I mean, I'm sure there's others, but of course, first in my mind is Halo, where it has the firing range. So you can just literally go, it hands you a weapon, and you shoot at targets. Um, that would probably be a good warm-up for someone getting used to aiming with the right stick as well and pulling the trigger and having those things click in your brain. Uh, because you are going to have to, if you're going to play Last of Us, you're going to have to know how to move and shoot and roll and all those other things that we take for granted. So, yeah. And I'm very sorry for your experience as you continue. <laughs> oh, uh Dan, back to you, sir. Darth Mac, five dollars from Chip. Black and white, one and two. God mode. That was yeah. We, so we were talking about populace and yeah, yeah, black and white. Okay. That was uh, Peter Molyneux, wasn't it? Molyneux or was like that was his like one of his big game moments, right? It's black and white. There, and there's was, a documentary on thing on YouTube or somewhere where they those are actual kind of games though. And, and it was it was really really fun to watch. Molyneux made okay. good games. He made some yeah. good games. Fable was awesome. Um, you know, he's he's been up there. What are you guys frowning for? I saw those looks. Fable Black and White had fun. imagination. Fable was like discount styles, whatever. Zelda, fantasy, anything. Mm. I can only take so many look, British look, people. He, he's he's not doing this today. But he's not the most wrong. I mean, Fable... <laughs> Like I, I was one of those guys who saw Fable and I heard Peter Molyneux talking about it in the trailers. You know, where it definitely didn't live like, up to what he. This is going to be the greatest game that's no. ever created. I, I broke up with a girl to play Fable. This is real. A girl called me the day Fable came out. I had just got my copy home, and she called with one of those conversations where, like, "Hey, look." You can save this relationship if you just talk to me. And I was like, I don't have time for this. I got to play Fable. <laughs> I hung up that phone, and that was the end of that relationship. And you know what? I, I played and that see? game for a couple hours and I was like, damn it, why did I? Yeah, but you're better off for it now. Yeah, yeah. who Malinu the hell? Knew. Look where you are now. Yeah, Fable I mean, actually completely turned your entire life around. Yeah. I mean, maybe well, not well, around. Are you, are you arguing that that was your the life. Nexus? That was, yeah. Yeah. saved your life. That was the moment. That was the butterfly flapping its wings. That's <laughs> he crazy. saved your yeah. life and ruined D's all at the same time. <laughs> That's true, yeah. She's really in trouble. Yeah, that was a... That's crazy. <laughs> Fable All is right, kind of uh, fine, but without that history, I mean, you'd look at it as the brute force of fantasy role-playing games. Yeah, 
God, it's yeah. a good game. I hate that you get old as I you level up. I didn't say it was up. the best RPG of Everybody's time 80 years old at the end of that game? Really? Every hero's 80? It's insane. People age? I'm sure you liked it just Nuts. fine in Sifu. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's true. Yeah. It's a little different, though. The aging mechanic. That was the worst yeah. part of Fable. The aging mechanic was terrible in Fable 1. And then in Fable 2, they doubled down by making it so that you get fat, and then there's, like, no way to get thin again. You have to be fat for the entire game. So, like, every single hero is overweight at the end. Choices have consequences, Travis. Yeah. It's insane to me. It's crazy. <laughs> you try to stop eating chocolate-covered pretzels and tell me how easy it is. It's not. I'm, do I'm doing not. okay. At all, no. Uh, Gecko Gamer in the house. Yeah, Gecko Gamer. What April's fool? April Fool's joke in gaming was the best. Gosh. Yeah, there were some yesterday. Of course, there was the uh, new Sonic game of uh, the where you murder Sonic. That's not which, an April Fool's joke. That's an actual game. I know. Oh. I know. It was, it was talked about in the uh, chat. I was trying to bring up some of the ones chat brought up. There was uh, a uh, there was an April Fool's joke in. I want to say electronic gamer gaming monthly when I was Shang growing Long. up where no, it was, um, oh. they, it was before wind waker came out and they were showing stuff from wind waker. And then they announced that with wind waker, you would get like a or beta access or early access to this other Zelda game that was going to be like next gen and super graphics. And they got like screenshots that they faked and made, like made it look super cool. And they put that in a magazine. So like, I got that and I was like, Oh, this is real. Not thinking, Oh, it's the April edition. They're just messing with me. And I think it was like a significant amount of time before I was like, Oh, that's just fake. I told a bunch of people. I like told my friends at school. I was like, dude, there's going to be this new Zelda game. I read it in this magazine. It was totally made up. So that, I, that one got me. That one got me. Job. Yeah, I saw ago. some people in the chat talking about. I thought you when you said EGM, I thought you were talking about Sheng Long because that was the famous Street Fighter prank that EGM played. Uh, which what's that that's one? I, like I missed wildfire. That one. That's the secret Basically, character fight. Yeah, the secret character fight that if you did this thing at Bison, you know, you could fight this guy called Sheng Long. And I mean, they ran with it. It became like a, a widespread thing. People saying, "I really? actually fought him and actually did it." And yeah, amazing. Yes, well, back in the day, that's 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 how the elementary schools rolled, right? Because <laughs> I remember right. all those jokes about NBA Jam codes and things like that. Oh, yeah. God, NBA um, Jam. Where yeah. you could be like the Toronto Raptor and eat the other players. Like, oh, yeah, I did that, definitely. Yeah. Sure, oh, definitely. I did. You know, there was one for Battlefield, I think, 2024, yesterday, that had a Dead Space crossover. And I was like, that might be good. And they were like, <laughs> hi, April Fools. I'm like, oh, that's about right. That's about right, EA. You know, I mean, something that sounded actually kind of cool for a second. I was like, oh, man, that's your battlefield. Yeah, get like out. an Isaac skin for your character. Yeah. You want somebody in one of those helmets running across the battlefield? Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, little known fact, this is bulletproof. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Um, I would love to see you test that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's Thank very sad lectures where they test that. Mm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, Peggy Lamb with a $10 super sticker. For uh, Hope nice. Channel, Peggy, thank you very much for the support. Appreciate that. Bam. Mm -hmm. Nine Inch Nails, gal. Ning gal. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, that's right. I, but was it? Did we? Did we end up a seven? Yeah, we that? confirmed it. We confirmed okay. it. Yeah, yeah. Right, it's just All no right. one calls her that. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, started my Monday with a happy Rick. On the countdown of hours is just over a day until my gallbladder comes out. Great start of the week. Nice. Oh man, that sucks. Yeah. But also, yeah, she's in Australia, so yeah, it's already they're in the future out there. So good job. Oh, yeah, that's true. 
yeah. I would have guessed wow. Ninja Gal based on Nin Gal. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really um, so you know, she's giving me special permission to say Nin Gal, I think now. So nice. Nin Gal. There you go. That's that was awesome. a joke we had. Good luck. Yeah, good luck, Ningal. Hope everything goes as planned, of course. Yeah, absolutely. So, thank you. Yeah. And I think that'll be a relief for my fellow yes. family members that have had that particular surgery. My wife had it a couple of years ago. Rough. Uh, Ash Axiom, shout out. She became a channel member on both channels. So thank you very much, Ash. Appreciate you. Also want to shout out that uh, co-counsel's in the house. Hey. Good morning. She is. I saw her pop in and say she was going to call me because she was out of the house, but decided to check this channel first to make sure I wasn't on. That's a good call. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, good. So hope you're doing well, co-counsel. Uh, Ningao with a, a second super chat. All right. Uh, I was a lefty until I blew out my left shoulder. Now I'm 100% bothy. Nice. Mm -hmm. I like it. It makes you feel better. Man. My shoulder definitely just had a ping just reading that. So, <laughs> Oh, boy. Man, there, there's. I'm not going to get into it too much, but there is some stuff I can't do anymore because I had rotator cuff surgery maybe five or six years ago. It doesn't move like it used to. So certain things. Rotator, you raise the roof. My yeah, rotator cuff exercise is one of the hardest things I do. Yeah. Oh, wow. Man. Big old hmm. scar. Oh yeah, you get the big line down there. Yeah. Damn. Well, yeah, well, Hogue has a brain scar, so let's see it. You know. Oh no no no! no. <laughs> it's right here. Yeah. Look at yeah. that. There you go. That's Get pretty back. sweet. Who wants to die without any scars? All right. You know what I mean? Yours That's is awesome. better. Beautiful. Yeah, this is better. Yours is I'm like, told you know, it, I'm you told that it's rad. So it is. It's pretty Should rad. Dig right? it, man. That's Harry Potter. He is he is radical. He's <laughs> like Harry Potter. <laughs> That's the whole joke. So I sometimes it hurts, right? And I'll say, Oh, that it, my, my scar hurts. My, my scar burns. Wife, is Voldemort around? Thanks. <laughs> That's great. Uh then what would also Voldemort for you. You, you're Voldemort. <gasps> I'm Voldemort. Yeah. Wait, does that mean I caused his stroke then? Because I, I would have to be responsible for his scar. That's yeah. That's rough. Oh, that's unfortunate. Sorry about that, Oak. Damn it, mm -mm. Travis. You took it too far this time. Uh, Ningal, stop uh, breaking things and having surgery. I wish you the best and stop uh, doing those things. Yeah. New uh, Don. Water, new arm. Don with a ten dollars super chat. Uh, my voice or vote, I'm sorry, for the poll, neither. Horror games equals <laughs> human creating bile. Yep. I don't find someone trying to scare me fun. Hogue's voice sounds much stronger. I like regular readings of uh, Super Chats. Also decided yes. to buy uh, Midnight Suns on Midnight PSN Suns. for 50%. I've been playing that as well. Great choice. Yeah, Great choice. Choice. Great choice. You know who's yeah, been you know, yeah. a, a giant proponent of that game has been Lord Cognito. Every time oh, I get yeah, on Twitter, I mean, <laughs> I'm thinking he's getting paid at this point <laughs> because yeah, that is yeah dude, he's like a it. walking walking advertisement for that he game. He is, it's man. Crazy. It's awesome. That's yeah. a good game. Big time. Got the DLC yep. too. It's really good. Yep. Shout out to Donnie left us. He said he's a few weeks behind, but he still listens to us. One of our favorite show, one of his favorite shows, listening on his drive to Jacksonville. He left us a comment the other day. Beautiful. So shout out to Donnie. Nice. Thank you. Rebecca. All right, Rebecca with the 999 Super Chat. My husband and I celebrate our three-year wedding anniversary tomorrow. Congratulations. He's a big gamer and loves Pokemon, Hogwarts, Resident Evil 4, and many others. Need a gift idea. Any suggestions? Uh, uh, seems like the sure. whole panoply of video gaming is open yeah. to you, honestly. Yeah. Uh, uh, woman is 
out of ideas, embarrassed by it, and thinking of ideas. Which is why she needs our help. That's right. Um, I don't, I mean, I think everyone here knows that I have about as much gaming merch as you could possibly fit in one place. I don't know if that's what you're talking about or if you're talking about like buying a game specifically. Um, to that point, the, the the mix between, as Hogue said, Pokemon, Hogwarts, and Resident Evil 4 is all over the place, so he probably likes most games. Um, what is good in that instance, in my opinion, are um, platform gift cards. So whatever platform he, he plays on, um, Xbox, PlayStation, PC, Steam, whatever, uh, you can just give him right. platform Listen, money. Hey, could do that. Love you, man. Do but that. if I got my wife a gift card for like yeah, I was gonna pretty say much that. anything for her anniversary... No. But guys, it's a guy. guys tend to not care. It's a guy. Guys tend to not care. I don't care. Guys, guys no tend way. to not care. I, I will say this him. though: is if he, Ames, if, yeah, if he's like, yeah, I, I would love it. Don't get me wrong. I get I would care. People, I'm just saying, I don't know him too personally. Much. I don't you put care. too much right. weight on presents. It's Listen, it's it's a free game. Well, look, I'm for you. I'm with you. I'm on your side. I'm just saying, I don't know Rebecca's husband. It's true. Rebecca's husband might be a soy boy. We don't know. He might care about this sort of thing. I don't think it needs name calling to care about your anniversary. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, my, here's my actual recommend, recommendation. Poor guys Rebecca. try to get Rebecca divorced. Rebecca. <laughs> Rebecca. Madness. Rebecca, my actual recommendation is if your husband is like me, a big gamer, they may keep a wish list on various platforms of their choosing, which are publicly available. You can go and see what games they've wish listed. I do it on most platforms, and therefore it's easy to find out what games I would like to play. And so if you can do that, you can go on said website, search for their gamer tag or username, and then see their publicly available wish list. And then that's how you know what games they do want. You guys, that, genuinely, do, you, do you think that is better than just giving them money on that platform? Oh, yes. Getting Ains, an item is better than a card. Yeah. Actual Ains, thought. Here's the thing. It? Here's the thing I'm about, very about comfortable about, in my relationship, apparently, because this stuff very is very clearly to us. To me, too. Here's the, here's the thing, Ains. It's not about monetary value. It's about showing that you thought about the person and you no. know them well enough no. to know what they actually would no. like. It's it's about showing no. the time that you put into thinking about it. No, I don't want no, to tell you. All, I, I can tell you've been off the market shit. for a while, Ains. You've been off the market no. for a while. You don't know about it's romance. movie shit. It's 100. percent I don't function. know about romance. Says the guy who's yeah. not even married yet. It's all yeah, about exactly. The older you get, he forgot about like, romance. He spent yeah. like a year of his salary on an engagement proposal. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Oh, that's funny. That that's how we go into gift giving. Me and my wife are like you, Ains, are just like listen. What do we need? What do you need? Would you like some new shoes? I just ask her, and then we're done. That's For it. For wedding anniversary, new shoes, eh? Whatever. It's all about Doesn't matter if if a gift, anniversary if a gift for a birthday defines your romance, <laughs> uh, you have bigger problems. No, we're going to our birthday. anniversary. This is our ten year anniversary this year, in, in actually like four days is my is, is and we are going to New York City to, but that's cool. in May. So that's what we did. That's so an experience. How about trip. a trip to New York? There's my suggestion. There you go. Trip to New York. My Broadway show. Yeah, train to Boston. No It'll be a good time. By the way, Rebecca got way more than she bargained for with this super yes, chat. Yeah, she did. Yeah, yes, totally did. worth the 10 bucks. I apologize for my co-hosts. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, apparently I shouldn't speak. I thought I had a good idea. Uh, but in all seriousness, if he <laughs> likes games like idea. Pokemon, 
Hogwarts, Resident Evil. No, I just have a different relationship, apparently. Uh, then he'll like almost any game. So you should be in good shape no matter what. Yeah. Cool. All right. Shout out to uh, Linia K, new channel member. Thank you very much for that support. Uh, Twisted Tragedy. $20 super chat. Oh, man. <laughs> Coming in late. What do y'all think of uh, of what Wildcard announced with Ark? I don't know what they announced, but wiping all official servers, re-releasing it on Unreal Engine 5, making everyone repay for the game and all extra maps and postponing Ark 2. Sounds like I a real Vin Diesel of a move, huh? It does. <laughs> you nice. missed our Fast and Furious slander earlier, Hogue. I wish you were here. Oh, did me. I? Oh, yeah. Yes. And what a yeah. shame. It was unfortunate. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, so on this one, I haven't. I saw that Arc 2 got delayed till late next year, 2024. I, I did not. Yeah, I didn't know the details of it. So wiping all the official servers, re-releasing it on UE5, making everyone repay for the game and extra maps? That can't be right. Is that right? Do we know the details on this? I I did not. I I only heard about the delay to Arc Two, but that's crazy. That's all I heard Arc too. One stuff. If they were re-released on a new engine, idea. though, that makes sense to me. They would have to, wouldn't they? So so they're basically saying that anyone has anyone invested money into Arc Two at this point in time? This is about Arc One. Oh, Arc I'm one. sorry. I'm sorry. I was yeah. I no. was thinking something else. The Arc One news okay. is news to me, but the Arc Two yeah. stuff is the only thing I saw in headlines this week. So that seems pretty crazy. Okay. If this is true, well, but then... I don't, so, yeah, why would you why would you do that? If you're releasing Arc Two, why would you then upgrade? Arc? I mean, is it because people have a bunch of stuff? Back? I, think, I, mean... I think you can presume that in making Arc Two, they worked with the new engine and came up with some new techniques, and they want to apply it backwards. But that'll kill all of the extra DLC and things that people would have bought, right? Yeah. I mean, we've seen this before. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I was going to bring up a topic uh, later. Uh, we might not even have time to get to it around multiverses. I don't know if you guys heard that news this week. So, multiverses mm -hmm. came yeah. out, you know, third quarter last year. It's had uh, season passes, battle passes. It's had characters you can buy. They come out this week and say, "Thanks for beta testing it. We're turning it off till next year now." <laughs> and it's like what uh, like gorgeous. what are you talking about that doesn't make any sense welcome so. to travis's world of live services yes it's the best <laughs> yeah this is uh i mean yeah yeah it's not there's so there's bad life services guys there are bad life yes services. I, I mean so, i think we should call out you really shouldn't cross that particular rubicon of money has gone in and now we're pulling it all away like i do Great. think that that's an issue that is going to become a bigger issue as more, let's say, aggressive developers start to do that. Because that was one of the things that I think, for the most part, the industry basically held on to is once no, you've bought that's, things. That's incorrect. Well, outside of Destiny, I can't think of any time when people have pulled stuff from you. Uh, it happens all the time when servers turn off. Pretty right, but that's every different. Game, every game, the every game, game is different. No, no, because you can't. You can't access most of the most of the time when servers turn off. Like you can't play that game. Period. But it's I'm, actually but a I'm big problem. That a, but I'm telling you that a voluntary action to remove access is different from our our business model failed and we're done. Oh no, no, not business model failed. Like for example, if you want to play like older Call of Duties and you want to play like the multiplayer experience, you can't. They turn the servers off. So like that's yeah, because, content. It, 
that you can't access anymore. That's not the model failing. That's just they the game got old and but it's I mean I see I I see your point. I I I worry about this constantly in games that aren't live services as well because it's actually kind of becoming com common for games to get pulled off stores or get removed and I think it's it's kind of a shitty thing in general. However. Sure. Uh, the live service, it's its much more rampant. There's a lot more opportunity to do it for content to come in and leave. It's true of even good live service games like Fortnite. If you missed a season, you can't go back and play the seasons. And I think that's, there's like a game preservation question there of like, well, where does that live? Like, how do we, how do we document that that even happened? It's, it's just sort of in the ether. Um, and I think to your point, live service games are hard to do. They're tricky. And I think there's way, 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 more ways to do it wrong and I, I think multiverses is a great example of a company that's doing it wrong and i i hate to see uh yeah this uh, yeah it's, I, it's stupid it's bad yeah i think to this specific instance this is a weird one for sure um, yeah i yeah i don't agree with it i mean that should go well, i think they'll take though. reputational damage and i think that's good they should they should Agreed. absolutely everybody should Agreed. be as loud about this and my 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 only request would be be mad at the developer and be mad at what they're doing and call that out specifically because i actually think it does detract from the argument when you attack the model in general because then it's you're kind of painting everyone with a brush and you're attacking a, a, a group of games that don't necessarily share that same value or, or actions and i would just say be angry at that developer and their specific actions with this game uh but i i wouldn't blame you know, you wouldn't blame the entire games industry for the actions of one. So why would you blame a model? Well, because I Fair think enough. it puts temptation in front of people that maybe don't don't need that. And I think we're seeing it more clearly as as more and more of these games come out. What what was that? I'm sorry, I didn't catch the first part. It causes temptation, and there are a temptation lot of people willing to. Developer. Yeah, and there are a lot of people willing to execute on that temptation, and so I think we can continue to call that out in the model. You mean like uh, they're trying to push the yeah. boundaries of what they can get away with? Is that what you're alluding to? Well, I'm, in this particular case, I mean that we can sell stuff before our game is out in our own minds that they didn't share with anybody, as far as I know, and then we can just pull it and feel okay about it. That yeah. the entire live services model provides temptation for doing acts that we would otherwise consider unethical, if not illegal, in various aspects of sales. Yeah. In yeah. yeah, I don't yes. know if I don't know if there's less temptation than that. I mean, DRM has been a thing forever, which allows them to basically, you know, you don't own the stuff that you're buying. You, you it could be theoretically removed from you. Uh, for, for it could be removed from your library at any point in time. And some games have actually done that in the past. But I think uh, it is certainly a shortcoming with the live service model that when something has happened, it it is gone. That's like a big big problem with live service in general i think this is almost not even really an example of that this is an example of like they charged you for the game and then they took the game off the store and shut off the servers for it without telling anybody that's not even really a live service problem that could have happened to any game i mean you could have bought like early access and then they could just remove it from the store and, and block your access for a year if they wanted to I don't even know if that's necessarily related to well, the then you would still have the game technically if you have it downloaded you're just going to play it if they got rid of like you, you know, always call Hitman if, Three live service game. You can play Hitman Three offline. Well, they take but the you get, you get no progression. They take off the store entirely. Is exactly. what Travis did that. I've talked about this in virtual legality, which is that when that happens, you have a whole trust failure within the entire model that more and yep. more of these various providers of content are having to deal with. Sony Pictures lost access through their store to some 
some specific studio that I can't remember where people lost access to their their movies. And I said, well, this is this this raises questions across everybody and all of their stuff. So everybody yep. should be mad at this because you can't have this. You got to work out those contracts. You got to work out those licenses because the one thing that everybody's depending on right now is when I buy that license, it doesn't go away. Yeah, it's faith. They have faith in that that their digital copies are going to be as valuable as if they owned a physical copy. I think, and that like, there's games that aren't live services that require online connectivity. And when games get pulled or servers get taken down, you gain you lose access to those games. And this happens a lot. So it's it's honestly not even related to live service. It's it's with the idea of di digital rights management. It's uh, always online connectivity. Do you actually own a thing, or do you just own access to it until the developer says that you don't? This is a larger industry problem beyond live service. Um, the fact that this is a live service game, I think adds extra like vitriol because there's a lot of people who don't like the model or don't like those types of games. But uh, I, I, I honestly think this is just a larger industry problem that scares me just in general because I own 100% digital games. You've only yeah. ever owned a license to the game. I mean, yeah, even if you have a physical game. game. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Hmm. Not, not all. There's still no. some physical games you can play offline. I can play. Yeah, but that you play that, it offline. You you don't have you don't have ownership of the game as a property, right? We're talking about intellectual correct. property rules here. Oh. Of course, correct. Yeah, but what the, I'm saying game, is, if the, the game, game requires a digital check-in and that's removed, sure. and that's why I think we can be Travis's okay with digital copy won't work, whereas a physical copy would. Uh, well, check-ins technically are allowed under the Copyright Act. You can go and you can you can phantom a check-in. That's specifically in the law. Yeah. So yeah. my point, my point is, uh, Ains, is that a lot of people when they get a physical copy, they feel comfort from it, but you don't actually get any benefit. Of no, you're still a getting copy, a license. Really. Understood. You're yeah. still getting a license, and people argue, you know, it's it's offline. You can play it offline, but that's not really true, right? Like the game, even the full game isn't on the disc. It's you have to download it from somewhere, and so then your digital copy is on your console, the same as mine. It, that's where the game lives. It doesn't live on the disc, and so you having the disc is is just your check in. That's all it is. Uh, and, and so if, if they took it off the store and made it unavailable and, and there was something that didn't allow it to play off of your storage device, you'd be in the same position as me. You would just Agreed. have a physical copy. Yep. So yep. it's, it, it's, it's a big problem. Like I, I'm surprised there's not more push to like get a law passed or something to protect the gamers that care about this. It's going mean, it to get bigger. Like, yeah. I feel, yeah. I feel like it's a big, a big problem for, for yeah. players. Well, I disagree enough, that I... it's a big problem if only because the incentives are that the actual purveyors of video games and digital movies or whatever else you're using have all been in alignment towards not allowing that to explode in that way, to have things pulled off the store. The reason you don't see it isn't because somebody somewhere hasn't wanted to do it, but that it makes sense for Voodoo and Amazon Prime and the PlayStation Network and Xbox to defend their stores. So it happens only very rarely. And then when it does, you want all the voices to come out and shout about it. And that usually that gets reversed. Yeah, I mean, wasn't there? Aren't there Netflix shows that are Netflix originals that are now being taken off the store? Like that's like a that seems so to me HBO like HBO Max pulled their own stuff off, not Netflix. HBO. But, HBO. Wait, but, isn't Netflix uh, doing it with um with? I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure Netflix is pulling some shows too. Yeah, okay. the uh, the comedy show um uh Jason Bateman uh why am I uh, Arrested Development? They're removing the seasons that they made. Oh. Well, that's Which just is like cra that, that's yeah. crazy to me. I don't understand the. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there should be regulation around this because I'm just really concerned about just like content preservation. The fact that like you can't 
gain access to this. I have the same problems with like episodes of shows that they edited, right? Like they killed an episode of community that people found offensive and now you can't access that even if you bought the show digitally. And so I had to go and buy physical DVDs because I care about that. Like these are to me like serious problems that I feel like you should, this stuff should have to exist. I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's scary to me. It's a big question, man. We're, we're yeah. going deep on the super chats today. Twisted. Thank Apparently. you. <laughs> Twisted. Thank you for the super chat. Appreciate you. Uh, moving on. Ah, Mariano Pompa with a $10 super chat. All righty. On the April fool's talk on rocket league, they changed the in-game chat, picked certain <laughs> words and it was the lyrics to Rick Astley's never going to give you up. <laughs> LOL. Rocket league is a great game. That's, That's awesome. Fun. Yeah, Rocket League is one of our regulars. Uh, if you don't know, you can use uh, the D-pad while playing, and there's like shortcuts to phrases that you can put, which pop up on the screen for all the players. And uh, so, what he's saying is, when you did that, you would normally it would normally say something like "nice shot," but I guess it was switched to show the lyrics to to uh, "never gonna give you up," which is pretty hilarious. Hmm. That's awesome, Papa. Thank you, Rebecca. Following up on our discussion about the <laughs> yes. gift, that discussion was everything. <laughs> <laughs> laughing crying he's a pc gamer thanks for the suggestions i have some gifts just looking for a new game that maybe he doesn't have yet i will laughing crying i will look for a wish list you know what I was else. how about a really nice pair of like a good gaming headset if, if, if he does use that i think he would appreciate that you know if also he's playing could be a if good he plays idea online i don't know but that's always a nice gift yep yep Good idea too. Rebecca, thank you. Uh, and then I saved these other four because they are all for Travis readouts. Yeah, so I'm just gonna Travis, you better, you better buckle in. You have a lot to go oh, through. Boy. So uh, yeah, anyone yeah, listening, yeah. uh, this will be a few minutes of uh, readouts here. So uh, okay, run through it, great. Travis. Um, all right. Short one for Travis. A bear ate some broccoli and a uh, ice cream or was that? Yeah, it's an icy. And I see in an office building, uh, which was then attacked by aliens uh, who. It's a sky tram, right? Oh, oh. yes. Were attacked, by, attacked by aliens while he was riding the tram. And is that like no sound mute? Is that a mute? Yeah. Simple. Um, and uh, the aliens made all sound in the world go away. So they had to communicate using physical mail in the post-apocalyptic setting. Um that no pirates and then pirates is that what that means um and there were there there were no pirates and then there were lots of pirates so this is a story of a, a poor bear who was enjoying a, a day where he was eating healthy but also unhealthy and then his business was attacked and it sounds pretty bleak all hell broke the, loose yeah. i think it's the movie uh it's the movie release schedule you start with cocaine bear you end <laughs> with oppenheimer and yeah uh, Secret McSquirrel yeah. might pirate them. You just don't know. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Oppenheimer, okay. yes, let's go. By the way, uh, on YouTube, that shows literally as a bowl of ice cream with a cherry on top. On StreamYard, it shows as a, an icy. It's completely different. Interesting. So, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Um, by the way, uh, I forgot to also shout out uh, good old Vintage Willow uh, gifted another 10 memberships over on Hogue Law. Very generous. Um, she's done that before, so thank you very much for that. Squirrel, thank you. Uh, Travis, you're still up, my friend. Before Disney Plus. Okay. What's the <laughs> next one? Travis, emoji reading fun as promised. Blank rectangle. I'm sorry. I don't know what emoji you were doing, but it didn't work. Um, a feather. 
and a pretzel and a mushroom. Okay, so this is maybe like a bird eating some food, a pretzel, mushroom, a piece of candy, and some, is that custard or a flan maybe? Or flan, let's flan, call it a flan. flan? Yeah. yeah, let's go with the flan. All right, so he's pigging out on an island, and then all of a sudden, well, I don't even know what the hell that is. Is that a server? What do you guys see? <laughs> Yeah, let, let's say a superhuman AI intelligent race drops down. Sure. Uh, then, yeah, okay. So he's eating on an island, and then there's a, a server in in an office in an office party uh, that is refusing to see, hear, or speak anything. I, I this is tough. I'm gonna go with um, this is like an interpretive dance. It's it's really up to each person's impression, imperson, personal kind of interpretation of things. Um, although maybe if I knew what that first emoji was, it would all make sense. Maybe that's the it's problem. Like yeah, a, it didn't like come a crazy face, anywhere. an angel, a devil, and a bomb. Wow. Okay. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was part one. I bring to you now. The oh, sequel. no. Oh, maybe I was reading the wrong one. Yeah, I was. Sorry. <laughs> part okay. two emoji party for travis go here's your all right crazy uh, a, a crazy dead person went to hell uh for bombing someone that's unfortunate um when they were there they were talking to the cops uh well what the, what the hell is that they were man well, one sec i can't see that one okay all right when they were there they were talking to the cops uh and um fighting they were fencing with them i guess so they had to duel the cops in hell um who were pigs or that checks out that doesn't change the story at all um then there were eggs and a butterfly and a coconut and an eggplant and a pie and clinking beer mugs and the statue of liberty this is a very I can't turn this one into a story. I have Coconut no idea what's happening. Pie, beer and Statue of Liberty is American pie. Ah, there you go. That's a good one. Okay. Until the aliens um, came. More aliens, a flying saucer. There's just lots of alien storylines today. Um, on a subway. Yeah. Then, yeah. Uh, and then fireworks. And was, you got Independence Day. There was time for a wedding on Independence Day in Vegas because there's a slot machine. And he hit a bullseye with that bikini body and b f ballet. She was a ba ballet. Uh, uh, what do you call those people? A ballerina. Ba ballerina. Thank you. I completely <laughs> forgot that word. Um, uh, they blew the horn. I think it was a Jewish wedding. We're not sure. And uh, now they both have a key to the house. It's great. Or to each other's heart. I'll admit my ignorance here. Are there horns, Jewish weddings, Travis? No, I, I don't know where I got that from. There's <laughs> horns and there's there's horns and other Jewish uh, holidays. So I, don't know. I was just, I was just uh, making sure. All right, well, Stacy, thank you as always. Appreciate you. And the last one. Okay, final one. Uh, here we go, everyone. This is gonna be fun. I know what I'm doing, and I can totally see the emojis right now. Okay, there we go. Uh, for Thai guy, I've got the Thai guy emoji. Um, then there's a guy who's raising his eyebrow. So he's, he's, he's surprised by something and then he starts thinking about it, but he decides better. He's like, I shouldn't talk about this because that would be demonic and or evil. Um, and it would be going full goblin mode and maybe it might even kill someone. <laughs> uh, 
And then there's a cyclone. I've got nothing there. And an alarm <laughs> clock. And some paw prints. And then a whole bunch of animals. There's a tornado oh. coming. So his alarm went off. He had to get up and save his animals. Come on. He had to get up and save his animals. Yeah, because there's three cats. I think those are all cats. And they're very scared of the tornado. Very so, scared. And his yeah. server boxes. He's taking those too, apparently. Wait, do you see a server box? I see two black boxes. Do we not? No. No, you're... <clears throat> wow. You're smoking a crack. You're smoking oh, okay. a crack. Well, I don't know if that's what's doing it, but still... All right. <laughs> we don't know. All right. Thank you, everyone, for the super chats. Uh, we are at some point an hour and fifty-one in. Going to talk about our main topic. <laughs> we have a main topic. <laughs> Is that real? <laughs> yeah, we're, wow. we're supposed to be talking about the clickbait. We're still the on surprise. <laughs> <laughs> the cancellation of E3. So we can tackle this. Come on, guys. Come on. Easy. So. E3 was canceled this week officially by the ESA and Reed Pop. This is after confirming they would have a digital and in-person event. They had a date and timeline for it. They had provided media people with badges. Uh, it was basically on track. People were making travel plans. I was actually about two weeks removed from booking a uh, hotel room and flight to go. And uh, IGN broke the story first, I believe. And then, yes, ESA and Repop came out and confirmed it. Uh, there was an interview by uh, GameIndustry.biz uh, with ESA president and CEO Stanley Pierre-Louis. Um, so just a couple comments on here that I wanted to call out. So they he was basically asked why, you know, kind of what were the main reasons for this. And his response was, and I quote, first, Several companies have reported the timeline for game development has been altered since the start of COVID. Second, economic headwinds have caused several companies to reassess how they invest in large marketing events. And third, companies are starting to experiment with how to find the right balance between in-person events and digital marketing opportunities. So Chris follows that up with a couple uh, questions. He says, basically, is the plan for E3 to return in 2024? And of course, he kind of beats around the bush here. He says, we're committed to providing an industry platform for marketing and convening, but we want to make sure we find the right balance that meets the needs of the industry. We're certainly going to be listening and ensuring whatever we want to offer meets those needs. And at that time, we will have more news to share. Um, he then says, uh, Chris then asks, if it sounds like if E3 does return, it won't be like what we've seen in the past. And the last thing he says on this is uh, the ESA has been advocating for the industry in the U.S. for almost 30 years. E3 has been in operation for many of those years. It's an important staple in what we provide for the industry. It's certainly one of the things we provide for industry, including the important advocacy work, but we really look forward to bringing the industry together to showcase the incredible innovations and creative works that we have produced. That's going to remain strong with the ESA, ensuring we continue to provide those opportunities. We'd certainly love E3 to continue to be a part of that, but we know we'll continue in our day-to-day -day roles in doing the issue advocacy for industry, which is a very weird way to... It's uh, a lot of words word to that, say. Yeah, to say the same thing about three different times. Um, so anyway, guys, I think, um, you know, I, I guess what I wanted to, what I wanted to pose, because we actually talked about this a little while ago, right, with last year. But I think uh, many of us, or I should say many people are looking at this as this is it, right? They tried to bring it back. They tried to do the in-person event. They were close. Uh, Ubisoft backed out. Sega backed out. Tencent backed out. Obviously, uh, Nintendo backed out. And then Xbox does their own thing. PlayStation's in its own world. 
So it, it just feels like this might be the death knell for E3 permanently at this point. Um, do you think that, one, do you think it is the death knell permanently for E3? And two, uh, do you think that we're just in an age of industry now in 2023 and beyond where a multi-day, four-person, in-person event at a big convention center with all the major publishers just doesn't seem to make a lot of sense uh, in this vein like it once did? Well, I don't think it'll ever make sense like it once did, but I think that's the point. The ESA is a uniquely poor messenger for trying to prove the value proposition of doing anything together, and they failed now three or four times in a row. So it's no surprise that people have left. Nintendo Direct changed everything as to how these people at publishers look at the monetary proposition of going and showing up in Los Angeles, of all places, to put on a show. So you have to go and convince them that it makes sense. And you have to have something that's different than just what they can do on their own with a video channel and influencers, right? And ESA clearly failed to do that again. But does that mean nobody can? No. I just wouldn't trust the ESA to do it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, by the way, uh, real quick before you talk, Travis, sorry. I just want to call out Gecko Gamer Super Chat. Six-year Super Chat, he says, for the main subject, does E3 have any hope of reviving itself and how that how would that happen? So exactly. A show does. I mean, I'm, I'm almost certain the ESA owns the name E3, so it would be called something yeah, different. They do. But they I think do. a show, a show can deal. come back because I think there's still usefulness there. But it might take a few years for the companies to figure out that there was a usefulness for the June show. Or they might move it to a different time, or they might do it differently. But it probably doesn't make sense to have, you know, SWAT team members descending from skylights and huge dinosaur <laughs> exhibits in jungle rooms or whatever. That probably isn't going to make sense. But what is is going to be doing something different than what they can just show in a YouTube video. So I think you're going to continue to see people experiment with it, whether it's summer games fest or developer shows, and something will work, and somebody we'll figure out how to sell it to game developers and publishers. Cause I do think it's important. And I think something is missing in the industry in setting the calendar and getting people excited about things for the next year when there isn't a show like this, but the ESA has had problems before now COVID didn't help, but they clearly don't have answers and everything that read pop put up, which is clearly under direction from their client, the ESA yes. didn't sound terribly attractive to me either. So it doesn't, doesn't surprise me at all for ubisoft and everyone else to say uh nah we've looked I'm at the good. budget we looked at the yeah. budget and that's pretty darn expensive for what we think is no discernible difference between just putting up a press release or a video you're gonna have yeah. to get better at selling than the esa has been yeah and real quick i'm sorry again travis i know you speak here someone uh, asked what e3 is I, I apologize i you know we come in assuming that everyone knows has the context here so e3 stands sure. for the electronic entertainment expo they just became e3 for short uh it was a uh, a very large kind of trade show originally how it began for the gaming industry in the 90s uh in summer usually right around early june and uh, it kind of became a staple of the video game industry. Every summer, all gamers kind of look forward to E3 because it was where all the big publishers, developers came to showcase their upcoming products. Uh, that obviously has evolved greatly over the past decade or so. Um, and the last formal E3 was in 2019, where it was at the LA Convention Center. They did a digital show in 2020. It was really bad, badly organized, uh, which is what Hogue was speaking to. The idea was now that the pandemic you know, as lessened, if you will, um, that they would bring it back this year. There was plans to do it at the L.A. Convention Center again. People like myself were planning to go and, and cover this, um, but it's canceled, as we said. So anyway, uh, and, and just further context as well, Jeff Keeley, 
being the Keeley, you know, as he is, came out celebrating this, which was kind of strange. I don't know. But he uh, he basically came out and reiterated that Summer Game Fest is June 8th from the YouTube Theater in L.A. He mentioned last year, as you guys may recall, that this year was going to have an in-person event as part of that show. But there's no details that I can find about the in-person event for that yet. So I don't meet know what that with Jeff. Like. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It's going to Wow. Right. Yeah, so I, I actually yeah. researched this this week because we were trying to figure out what our content plans are. And it's basically like a theater showing, but there's no show floor. There's no like show. Like he always does. And, okay. and it's basically it's basically invite only. So like either you can apply for, I don't know, like a, a, a ticket or something. The website's terrible. It's all it's all from 2022. 20, uh, like all the dates are outdated and stuff like that. Basically, it's like a, you know, text Jeff Keeley or that's it. You're not going to go to this event. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Travis, larger thoughts here. I thought you uh, okay. go ahead. Yeah, I have a lot to say about this. Um, so E3 uh, was a uh, really, really good idea that has always sort of failed to be, um, I, I think, what it had the potential to be. And so a lot of people like to, you know, crap on E3 and, and – uh, and applaud its downfall. But I actually think that that's hurtful to the industry because I think we need something like that. And I think uh, to hoax point, the ESA, it was a terribly run organization. I have my own qualms with them. They leaked my information to millions of people who, you know, now send me physical mail to my house. Um, so, you know, I, 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 I dislike the ESA as much as the next guy, I'm sure. Um, however, uh, there, there actually is benefit to having a big gathering of the entire industry. For one, the industry is stronger together. And uh, I know that now the games industry feels like it's big enough to where it doesn't need a, a place to legitimize itself, which was kind of the original idea of three. Like, we'll get all the game developers in one place and uh, release uh, so much press that it gets coverage outside of the games industry. Um, I still think that there's value in that, but, but more importantly, I actually think that the real value from E3 came in the fact that it was the developers meeting together and, uh, and, and talking and interacting in a way that I think was help, helpful. Um, I, I think there's, when you, when you sp kind of splinter off and you form your own factions and you live in your own world, there's something that's really lost on sharing of that culture and that exchange. And I think there's, you know, there's a Nintendo way of doing things and there's a Ubisoft way of doing things. And I think that, uh, the farther those things get apart from each other without talking the worse it is and so i really like events like gdc which i talked about uh, last uh last show but e3 was the big one that was the one where everybody went because gdc has like a an audience it's it's smaller it's not it doesn't include all of the different kind of stakeholders whereas e3 did um i also think that there's going to be less access for people like myself and i know that might sound self-interested but less access for um games journalists or in my case critics is actually hurts players because we're your well, peers and we're trying to cover the industry and get information on what's out there and what's happening that sort of stuff and um without an e3 like event you you lose access to that which means that players know less uh which is sorry for interrupting travis yeah. so this will this will surprise you i agree with you but I also disagree with you, right? I do think that there will be a loss <laughs> in access. Surprise me at all. No surprise at all. <laughs> there will be a loss in access, but I think Travis is probably the person that has to worry about that the least 
I mean, I, I don't think there's going to be a loss in access to IGN. I think there's going to be a loss in access to Ains. To people like me. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, yeah. that, is my, that is my point, and I think that that's worse. I think if there's fewer outlets that have access yeah. and there's fewer ways to get a leg in the industry, that's bad because I got my start in the industry through E3, and I did not work for IGN. I worked for a tiny outlet whose name you guys don't even know. And so... Uh, it, it, I, I feel like it's just bad for the health of the industry in general for the stuff that happened. But that's separate, right? The main thing is the game developers. And I think that there's a huge loss there. I also think there still is a place for games to bring people in who aren't a part of it. And I think that having one big platform to do that all together is important. And you do not get that with Nintendo Direct. Say what you want about Nintendo Direct. It's great. They get to talk directly to their user, yada, yada. But it's it's about making your audience as small as possible and as specific as possible. And there's no but way. I that is the category for everybody's right You're yeah 100 directs X-Pac, yeah i don't think he's arrived at a name for theirs because they just keep putting him into different festivals and things but yeah yeah but but the, but the point in doing that is that all you do is you you're preaching to the choir with those events they're yeah. all people who already know about your event and they know enough about your company and care enough to actually show up and watch it and i feel like e3 was the thing where people would accidentally find out about it because it was so, so big and it cost much noise yeah it's funny you bring that up travis because that's that i was going to bring that point up too because it feels like obviously these companies the ubisoft the nintendo's etc right they have a wealth of analytics and data showing their roi on potential to go to e3 versus not go to e3 and run their own show and what that looks like and i i have to wonder how that particular thing factors in because that seems to get lost sometimes in analytics is around we've got 10 yeah, million impressions here marketing exactly yeah. you're going to get you're looking at number of impressions you're looking at number of eyes but you're not it, sometimes it's lost between the relevancy of those eyes and the potential new gain versus what is expected game like it for instance to your point a starfield dedicated presentation is going to get people interested in starfield and the bethesda diehards right but someone who's just joe smode who doesn't know anything about starfield right it, if it's part of this overall e3 presentation that was what was so fun about it is that you would just have this huge blast of gaming from everywhere and you would learn about all these new games and developers you hadn't seen before and it was really exciting whereas Joe Schmo, who doesn't know any of this, is going to be like, I don't know what Starfield is. Why would I tune into that? You know, and it just, I don't know. Anecdotally, it feels like that they're not capturing that piece of it. Yeah. Oh, and I, 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 I agree with that. And I think it, to Travis's po earliest point, if the gaming industry thinks it's big enough to get coverage on its own, I think it's wrong. I think you still yep. need to punch through True. the noise because they aren't movies True. yet. They're not. And I, yeah, and I think that they're, I, they're probably looking at the analytics like you're saying, Ains, and they're saying, oh, look, every year it goes up, right? The number goes up. But if you, it's a very uncreative way of looking at it. It's unambitious, right? Because they're just saying like, oh, you know, our numbers are healthy. We're, we're, comp we're fine with that. But it's about growing the industry. It. it exactly. Growing the industry as a whole and getting more people through that threshold is huge. And I actually have friends another anecdotal uh, kind of point here is i have a ton of friends that are super casual gamers i'm just close to them personally we don't talk about games a ton when we do they're always like are you playing the new call of duty right or or the they'll play it like three or four games a year and the way that they learn about games is literally e3 like that they watch e3 and they go oh i saw that big trailer that played e3 cyberpunk 2077 have you heard of that game right they're totally out of the in uh, no tell me know. about it yeah exactly yeah <laughs> it's like yeah i've been hearing about 
about the game for five years. Of course, I know about Cyberpunk, right? <laughs> but they'll bring that up, and and that's how they learn about it. And I feel like they're never going to watch a live stream about Starfield. But if they saw it at E3, they'd be talking about it. And that yeah. I I feel like there's a a big segment of people that they're leaving behind. And so I I'm okay with E3 dying in the end, but something needs to replace it. I think there needs to be one big gathering. It doesn't have to be in LA. Let's do it in San Francisco. Uh, but, you know, that we should... we should. What about uh, non-California, Travis? Have we considered Kansas it? Kansas City, baby. But well, the problem yes. is that all the developers are here. so it's They are not all there. Do. They're in Texas but, and North Carolina and a whole host of places. Where do you think Bethesda they, is? Bethesda they're is Maryland. obviously in Maryland. But, they're, but I'm talking about most of them are here. It's, no, you it's said all of them. If you were talking about most of them, you would have said most of them. <laughs> okay, Hog. Lawyer me. All right. You we'll give you more it. than 50%. Yeah. We'll give you a I was slim majority. I was speaking colloquially. All right. All right. Let's calm down. We're among friends. All right. We I'm can not, all go to Redmond, Washington. Yeah, but I'm glad you guys my, my, my point is if you're right. if you're if you're trying to do a, a a show and you're trying to worry about people's budgets and the cost of shipping booths and all that stuff. It makes sense to do it in a California place. I would be okay with Texas. Uh, hey, Bur Burf 90 says Vegas, and I'm down with that. Let's do Vegas. Vegas could also work. It's close enough to California, and and also the the space there for conventions yeah, I mean, is it's, super it's, cheap. Yeah. That's yeah. the problem, Travis. You say about moving people, yes, but the actual space at the freaking L.A. Convention Center is ridiculous. The cost. Yeah, the cost is yeah, insane. St staying that's, around that's, there that's a good the, thing. That's a good thing about Vegas. Vegas is cheap because they have nothing but space. They have nothing else. They just have space. Do you think <laughs> you guys mentioned, you know, I mean, you, you think hope that they're going to, that, that that's their ultimate goal is to, to get to that point where they're just as big as movies. Like, I, I guess I don't know how to quantify. They want to be bigger. I think, I think the should. industry wants to punch through the noise. I mean, I think yeah. that's what E3 did for a number of years was make it so that any big outlet, non IGN, non focused on video games could just spend five days and just do their video game stuff. And then, I mean, E3 would be covered by news at major news outlets. Like it was the yeah. game spectacle. Right. Yeah. And it was a spectacle, right? I mean, you saw all the ads on buildings and things. Those would be covered by newspapers as well. But, it, but it's not really for the Microsofts, the Ubisofts, the Sony's, you know, I mean, Nintendo. Well, your ROI really, goes down the bigger you already are. Yes. Right. There's no reason. I mean, if you look at the movie industry, I mean, what do they have like Canes and Sundance and the Toronto Film Festival? You know, none of those, you know, you're not going to see a John Wick 4 there or, you know, Fast X. John Wick's an interesting pull because John Wick famously got picked up at a festival. Well, that one, yeah, but I'm talking like the bigger, <laughs> you know, once you're here, you know, it's really for the smaller developers, these yeah, kind well, of things, right? Yeah, I, I think that's... No, I actually think that's wrong, Dan. I because I think that even the big developers like a Starfield, their market could be even people who don't play games or the people who play one or two games a year who would never know about your. They're not going to seek out the information. They're not going to go to a live stream. They're not going to. So I actually think it hurts the big developers maybe the most because Assassin's Creed would never. Nobody would have cared about that game without E3 or without big conventions because it's such a niche type of game and I, th I think that it allowed it to become like a household name and now have its own movie and all that other stuff because of of uh its ability to break through the niche that still is video games but i think john wick is a perfect pull because it's so damn tiny in that first iteration mm -hmm. and becomes john wick 4 right. right i mean like that's what you're looking for from shows yeah yeah i mean i yeah i, I, I totally get that stuff i mean i'm just i for, I mean, they're and they're still doing it, right? I mean, you still have the Xbox show or, or Ubisoft event, yeah. or the Microsoft closest to keeping up with doing it. 
Right. The yeah. other events are right. much more minor. And if you want to, if you want to tag a, a a death knell on E3, Sony leaving is probably it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it was the moment. Yeah, it was the moment. But, but Microsoft is really I, good I, at bringing in those smaller developers and showcasing them at their show. You know, well, maybe, the, the other thing. Ex- oh, sorry, Dan. Sorry. No, you just kind of lose that in-person talking with the you know the devs that don't normally get that kind of. Uh, well, and, and when E three, I think really took a value reduction for me was when they moved to the all videos YouTube channel playlist kind of approach rather than having more people doing demos and right. and talking to developers and the whys of why they decided to make this game this way like that that loses value because I can go watch video game trailers any day of the week now yeah yep. well, well I yeah, think that's, I think that's, that's the, the point that that mm-hmm. we were making is um, we, collectively by the way all of us is that for someone like me who runs a smaller outlet right and, and Travis's point is that the the coverage that you get to your point you can watch trailers any day that's easy right the understanding uh devs motivation for making a game or the design uh, methodologies behind it or what the game really is supposed to be or or even spotlighting there's so many games i was just uh, applauding uh, the lords for covering pax east there's so many games nowadays right there's simply not enough time or or resources to cover them all but for smaller outlets like season gaming and others uh, being able to go to E3, sit down with developers, talk to them, and, and provide coverage on their game was not only meaningful for us, it was meaningful for them um, because they they don't break through the noise, right? You're not going to see a headline about a, a minor game unless for some reason it's gotten crazy on Twitch or something else, right? You just don't see the coverage of that. And that was something that combined with the IGNs and the game spots of the world and having their big boosts at IGN and their big presentations and shows, there were a whole bunch of little outlets like us who got to go meet other people from other outlets and, and work and meet developers and publishers. And you lose that no matter what anyone says to Travis's point about people kind of celebrating the death of E3 and saying, Oh, I can just watch that online. You're losing an element. You may not even realize that you're losing. Yeah. Um, by just kind of deferring it to say, oh, I can just watch it online. It's not the same. Yeah, well, there I, was I a think... period of time when E3 was as big as it got before YouTube and videos got as big as they were, where people were selling DVDs of like show floor interviews and things. <laughs> yes. E3 that, I, that I had yeah. purchased, that I adored. Like I remember watching a Shadow of the Colossus show floor interview about like what they were aimed at and why they did this and this and this. And like that's that's stuff that I love. I'm not saying that's everybody, but that got lost at E3. E3 became just trailer after trailer after trailer after trailer. Yep, it did. Yeah, well, it, it did. did. It did in the public forum. Uh, the people actually attending it, it always had more substance. And I think that's sure. one of the things that's for sure going to be lost. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's there's a million things that I dislike about, about E3 going. But I will say this. I think that this failure and um, PlayStation and Microsoft and all the people, Ubisoft backing out the last minute, I think it's really them saying no to this version of a big mm-hmm. event. I, I don't think it's them saying no to the idea at all. I think it's them saying, ESA, we don't have confidence in you. I think it's them saying this event doesn't seem to be well thought out or I don't, I don't believe it's going to be executed well. And I think the final thing is them saying, we're scared still about in-person events and how effective they can be at this point in time. A lot of people who maybe live in Kansas or Michigan forget that people in California and, and uh, a lot of the West coast people are still really weirdly, in my opinion, weirdly scared about COVID and in-person events, even after all this time and, and five vaccination laters and all that stuff. So I think it's just a mix of things, but I think it's really just, 
a rejection of this specific version of this event and E3 and the ESA. And I, I, I don't yeah. think it means, I don't think it means it, it we're dead. We're done with conventions. We're done with big in-person events. I, I, I don't think so. No, the fact that they were signed up initially suggests that they see the value in it, but not the value in this. I agree with that, Travis. And we did see the leak of the original kind of ESA digital cross plan from a couple of years ago that never came to fruition. I'm sure it got polished up for 2023, but we do know that they were making some choices that I would have been looking at askance from afar if I were a developer Yep. back a couple of years yeah. ago. Yep. Yeah, I agree. It, I, I thought that their plan for uh, in-person coverage was solid. I know we talked about that, Travis, right? They were going to have two full days of media access, right? Uh, and then they were going to have two full days of fan access. And I think that's the right way to do it. However, it works out. It just seems like whatever their plan was for either cost or accommodating uh, these big publishers in person was obviously not very good um, and yeah. how they plan to kind of share that. So, uh, yeah, it wouldn't I guess surprise me if Gamescom just took over. Gamescom. They, they it, would surprise, it would surprise me a little bit, Hoag, um, because Gamescom is really almost a completely different purpose. It's, that's yeah, like but, a fan event first. But, you know? but that's where you're getting all the news items right now. I mean, it's not going to be Tokyo. No, it's not. I, I mean, I hope it'll be something different, but I, I would be surprised if it was Gamescom, honestly. One, because it's a European thing, and I, I booth, I mean, that, that kind of, I feel like you need a, you need one in the United States for for our industry anyway obviously selfishly i'd love it to be in the united states but yeah because I, I just think there's too many games companies that are in the united states right it's a pretty big market and then having them all to have to go to uh germany for a week and get their booths out there i mean that, that uh, there's a lot of companies that can't attend gamescom because that's what i was just gonna say yeah, the issue yeah. with gamescom is the only the only publishers we see there are the big ones that can afford to do it um and that's again that's purely because gamescom's the biggest in terms of attendance it's the biggest show in the world right you have over three hundred thousand people that go i believe that's the right number um in recent years so you know the xboxes yeah. of the worlds show up because they're getting what they believe is the again going back to the whole eyes conversation um so uh we have a good comment here basically relating to what we talked to a super chat i'll just read it dan uh from friend ray laugh out loud 20 dollars super chat he says to add to your point e3 was how i learned about new games coming out i don't care to keep track of game releases outside of maybe one or two a year i only find out about game releases now through friends which is limiting at best which is exactly what we were talking about uh so this adds to our anecdotal argument anyway well, and I follow the industry, and I still am looking up IGN and GameSpot articles about what games are coming out this month. I mean, that, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. tough to keep track of it all, too, if you don't. Yeah. You oh, have to watch nine, that, nine different streams and all that. Yeah. Well, that was what we talked about in 2020, right? When the company said we're going to do different streams, and, and Jeff came out and said we're going to do Summer Game Fest, which is a collection of various shows right he posts like this schedule and it was like you want me to watch like 18 different streams over three weeks some of which are like 20 minutes some are an hour it's it's a disaster trying to keep track of that e3 was right. great and it was three me, days right and to me the, the the person on the outside summer games fest is just that opening show yes agreed me too yeah yeah ben right thank you for the super chat appreciate you um mm. Yeah, so I don't know. I guess we've kind of touched on it all. I, I hope that we see, at this point, I don't have any confidence in the ESA, ESA either. Um, I'm very questionable of what Jeff is doing. I think Summer Game Fest on June 8th, the show itself will, will be what it is. We know what Jeff puts on in terms of a show now. 
but I, I am trailers very curious with ads. Sigh. Trailers with ads. Yeah. 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 Um, but I, I don't know why he would say there's going to be an in-person event uh, when they haven't talked about it at all. Um, I, I, I don't know what comes next, I guess is what I'm saying. I, yeah. My problem with Summer Game Fest is it, it lacks um, substance. It, it very well, much like the about Game that is, I just said it's just the opening show, but it isn't to me because he runs the two shows on the same day. So I tend to love the Day of the Devs thing that they do. Yes. Yeah. Right after that. Because that's exactly what I'm looking for. It's people talking about why they made this game and what choices they made, and and he's a little bit more in depth full than just a trailer usually. But like yeah. that's what I like, and I think that's led by Double Fine. Yep, it is. Yes, um, yeah, I, I love events like that. Now, of course, you know that may be unique to, to us. I don't think the people we're talking about as the uh, broad casual gamers are as interested in that, right? But I think that that uh, it does serve a, a good purpose for people like us. Um, but Ubisoft has, you know, the interesting other thing besides Summer Game Fest on June 8th is Ubisoft has announced they're going to do an event uh, sometime in that time frame of E3, right, when they pulled out. Xbox is still going on June 11th. They formalized this week that they're doing their showcase and Starfield event on June 11th. And is that the Microsoft know, Theater? Is that the same Yeah, place because from what I know, they're probably still going to host people like myself. So um, You gone? I might still come out depending on I, I I'm not going to go to LA just for Xbox's conference, right? But if there's casual, <laughs> <laughs> but but if if there's you know if there's other things going on and that's what I kind of what I'm saying because there's EA Play remember is usually that weekend as well, which is in Hollywood about 20 minutes away or so. Um, so there's just it's weird that we're at April and there's no solidified plans really of what's happening other than knowing there's a showcase on the eighth. And, a, and an Xbox showcase on the 11th. That's it. It means nothing's happening. Ains is only going to well commit be. if it doesn't interrupt his Diablo 4 time. This yeah. is 100% accurate. Oh, right. Because it's going to be right after that. God, I'm going to be busy. June I don't think I'm going to go. 4 and Final Fantasy 16. It's, it's and, a month. And Street Fighter oh, 6. Boy. Yeah. Do you think yeah, we'll be done time. with it? Do you think we'll be done with Diablo 4 before the game comes out? Depends when they send out the review codes. I'm hoping hope that's so. why I'm hoping we get them in late May because I hope Diablo is a May game in. for me. I hope it's mid May. That'd be great. Agree. Agree. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I won't be done with that game for years. But in terms of the review, I can get it done by release if they get it to us mid May. We'll see. I'll just be playing it when it's released to the population, you know. Yeah. No, hey, not if you, hey, not if you play your cards right, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, so we, we had a couple other things. Um, we'll, we'll touch on. Uh, why don't we touch on Zelda next week? Unless you guys sure. want to do nah, that right now. We'll save, we'll, yeah, we'll save Zelda for next week. We'll touch on uh, PSVR 2 next week as well. Um, we do have one more Super Chat, which I wanted to close on because it's for you, Travis, about reviewing games. We missed it earlier. I already apologized. From Claude Simeon. And he says, I got it, Dan. He sure. says, Travis. Ever worry about losing touch with regular gamers the way TV movie critics do? Need more esoteric stuff and audience score differs from critic score. This is so, where I say uh, you I know worry we, about it because it's already happened. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I think didn't we no. talk about this in our discussion, Travis? I, I yes, think I think we did. I, I, the the reason I don't worry about this, so this is a great question and something certainly I think about all the time about like how useful is your review? Because if your if your review is intended for the average gamer, then the goal would be to 
speak in their language and hopefully have a similar frames of reference as them. And so um, the reason I don't worry about this personally is because I am just a regular gamer. I don't have any like special qualifications. I'm not like a former game dev who like knows about stuff. I'm not like a, a, you know, artist or some, you know, crazy person who's like thinking about all these different to me it's very simple it's like is the game fun did i have time with it did i feel like my time was respected the only areas in which i my goal is not to be in line with like the average gamer is in um kind of the the logical structure of of writing reviews which is like most gamers think about well how much did the game cost me versus how fun is it like that's like a very common thing but i i remove that idea of cost because a everybody has their own value when it comes to money and b how much something costs also doesn't impact the quality of the game they're they're completely unrelated items right and so uh there's certain areas where the intention is to kind of remove stuff that isn't focused on the qualitative measurement of a game and and that sometimes makes me differ a little bit from the average player who might say oh but it was only ten dollars and i thought it was good for that price and I, i don't look at it that way um so there's certain areas where i think it's good to be different from the audience but by and large, I don't worry about it because I play lots of games and I live in this world. It's why I don't know anything about sports or the Negro League or whatever you guys were talking about earlier, because I just focus on video games. And so you don't have to worry about uh, about losing touch with the gamer if you just continue to play games and, and brush up and, and immerse yourself in the, the industry. So I don't not something I really worry about. Too much. I made that face because uh, the Negro Leagues is more history than sports but i see where you're going i mean it's a very specific part of history that's related to sports like it's not like i don't know about segregation i just don't know about baseball so yes yes i know who jackie robinson is all right was he well he was well that he was not he was integrated right yeah so yeah well that that but he started in the new release that's oh, he did. Okay, great. There you go. There you go. So there I was going to say that's the importance of Jackie Robinson is that yes. barrier was broken. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know that part. I just don't know about the league before. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Claude Simeon. Appreciate that. Sorry for getting it to it later, but I think that worked out better anyway. Uh, we got one other late super chat just came in. Dan, you want to hit this one up? <clears throat> yeah. RDX son of a fet. Uh, was that Canadian? Thirteen ninety nine. Canadian. Yep. All right. Should Sony be scared of? Uh, I don't know what that's. That's the Japanese FTC. Oh, the Japanese FTC investigating investigating into their high-end console ninety-eight percent market share. No, take this one away. Yeah. (laughs) No, and we didn't talk about the merger at all today. I was I was stoked about that. Um, (laughs) No, they shouldn't be scared of it. Honestly, this is grandstanding from both sides during a trade negotiation. And nobody realistically looks at the video game market in Japan and thinks Sony has a 98% market share. Yeah. That's a bullshit metric. That is, in fact. <laughs> this is a bullshit yes, metric. Yes, it very. I love the 98%. Forget about Nintendo, but you own 98% like Why don't you take Nintendo <laughs> out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Move, remove Nintendo from the Japanese video game market and you have a different picture. Who would have figured? So, but so no, I don't think they chat. should be worried. Yeah. And that's Appreciate not for that. protectionism. I just don't think that anybody really takes kind of those negotiating stances seriously. Yeah, Fair enough. I'm not worried. So Dan's not worried. Don't worry. Dan's not worried. You should be, like be worried. Dan. That's our motto here. That's right. We're good. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, I think, right. I think what they're, I think the commenters asking, did they paint themselves into a corner by saying Nintendo doesn't count as a broad. as a as an actual uh, game competitor? Which I would say maybe, but I don't think anybody actually looks at that argument and goes, "Oh yeah, that totally makes nope. sense." That's a valid way to think of it. Yeah. yeah, no, it's just as stupid one way and the other. Um, but I did talk about this this week on Destin's channel, Destin, co-worker of Travis, uh, about Sony and whether they painted themselves in a corner and exactly what's happening with the merger. So if you are interested in that, you can check out that video on his channel. Yeah, I, I haven't saw talked that to him in a while. A, I saw that yes. being a common theme this week was people thinking that Sony, uh, exactly what you said, backed themselves into a corner by painting this picture. And yeah. Always good to have yeah. your information, Hope. How is Destin? So. He's been on paternity leave, so I haven't talked to him in how long. Uh, he seems good. He texted me, and he checked in on me after my stroke. So, I mean, nice. we talk a fair amount offline. Yeah. Good. Good. All right, boys. I think that's going to wrap us up for today. Um, just a couple things to shout out on my side. Uh, multiple game reviews uh, up, including Resident Evil 4 from uh, Zach, who uh, is our kind of like horror fanatic over at SG. Um, we've got other ones coming up, including a game called Dredge as well, which is a early access game, I believe, that uh, one of our uh, contributors has been playing, Eric. Um, and then, of course, uh, Romancevania. I'll be continuing those streams, so you can find me uh porsche power just like you see me in the chat here on twitter uh, i'm the same on twitch so you can find uh part one of that from last night and we'll do part two uh well maybe we'll do like one episode a week that's what i'll try to do maybe that's porsche a power. wait is your is your handle a car reference it is i've never been able yeah. to make head or tails out of your random assortment of letters <laughs> yeah most people I, i've actually had people on xbox live call me poor shopper and i'm like no i'm not a poor shopper um it's Porsche power because be, when actually. i was when i was <laughs> When I was young, I had a very fast and powerful Porsche that I raced, and it just became a thing wow. like 25 years ago, and it has stuck. One percenter. No, no, <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> no. <laughs> Looking down on all of us poor, poor people. Yeah, right. Care. No, it was not a like a bad boys 911 turbo. That's not the kind of car I was in. No. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's what it is. So check me out there. And then um, I mentioned a couple weeks ago I was interviewing a uh, developer at Respawn. Uh, sadly, had to delay that. He had a family emergency come up. So we pushed that back a little bit. I will we'll let people know when that's going to go live. That will go live for Season Gaming channel members early uh, as soon as I can. Jedi Very excited to have soon. that. Sorry? We got some Jedi coming out from them soon, right? Yes. This yeah. So he works this on uh, he works on uh, Apex. Um, okay. But yeah, very interested. Uh, April's a great game, too. We've got Jedi. We've got uh, Dead Island, too. I'm very pumped for I'm telling you. Um, excited about that game. Um, we've got golf in two days. Uh, yeah, good month. All right, Dead boys. Uh, Hogue. Yeah. Sorry? I said Dead Island is finally coming out. I know. Uh, what, and it, and it, I'm telling you, all the previews of it have been excellent. I'm so excited. I hope everyone I know who's played it we'll says that it's great. So I'm telling you, it looks great. Yeah. Uh, by the way, we had a late super sticker come in 99 uh, pence. That's pence. 99 pence. Super sticker from Cram one. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. I thought there was another one. Maybe not. Uh, well, the the member comments don't oh. pop up for us. Yeah. So, um, you know, okay, that makes sense. Yep. Yeah, so sorry about that. Oh, and by the way, I forgot to close this poll. So it seems overwhelmingly that people prefer third-person perspective for Resident Evil over first-person. Uh, 107 votes over on the season gaming side. 72% want third-person uh, sure. Resident Evil. So I think that's fair. 
All right. Hope, thanks for swinging on today. You stayed with us almost the entire show. Appreciate you. Hope uh, you said things are going well. I'm very glad to hear it. Anything you would like to shout out today, sir? So as I mentioned, I do like that video that I did with Destin earlier this week. You can check that out. And I know people were asking in my chat, where is that channel? I actually don't know what his is called. It's I just have it on my subscription. So it's Destin. Like you're going to spell destiny, but you drop the Y off. <laughs> Look him up on Twitter. He, he His links are on Twitter. Yeah. And yeah. interestingly, he he hosted a Destiny show for years with me, Fireteam Chat, and his. I thought his name. I thought his name was a handle for the longest time, Travis. Yeah, <laughs> he's just Canadian. He's just a weird guy with a weird name. <laughs> I honestly thought he was advertising his Destiny show for the longest time. Yeah. It's not a weird name. He's just Canadian. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're yeah. Says over the guy on my channel, it. I have done continuing merger videos. So you can check those out in virtual legality. I haven't done live shows yet. Those have not returned because, frankly, I can't go as long as I used to be able to go. So even that's now, here, yeah, of course okay. it is. Yeah, yeah. Yes. but uh, <laughs> that's uh, here at two and a half hours on this one. I can tell you my left arm has already given up the ghost. Uh, but um, <laughs> yeah, you can check you can check out the videos on my channel and you can come for Travis just unable to keep his dirty mind out of the gutter. Uh, otherwise I'm around. Cool. So. <laughs> Travis. Uh, guys, I have so much to talk about this week. Uh, so all of my GDC coverage is up. Uh, so you can see crash team rumble. You can see uh, endless dungeon, a couple other stuff I worked on. And then also um, my IGN first for remnant two is completely done. I can talk about almost everything I saw uh, at gunfire. How rad so is it? it is very rad. It's very cool. I'm super excited for this game. And uh, if anybody wants to talk about it, I can mostly talk about most things and my final preview or my first preview of the game is up um an ex ign exclusive um so you can see that on ign.com and then uh also uh my second re review in progress for diablo 4 went up this week so we did a week weekend one review in progress and a weekend come two on. review in progress now you guys are just they, trying to get clicks for fun it was the same content they, come on well well no no there's the necromancer is overpowered i Necro want to see a whole paragraph Exactly. There is a, there's actually two or three paragraphs about the necromancer. So, um, you can see <laughs> my video on that on YouTube and then IGN.com's original review and progress of Diablo four has now been updated with my new impressions of weekend number two. So IGN. I've got lots of, lots of Diablo stuff to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. IGN. How dare they cover IGN. games review uh, and progress yeah, of a beta. Yeah, the that's, what, that's what the review and progress part means. It's in I got progress. some balancing to do with Necromancer. So for those of you who are like Ains and don't understand reviews in progress, let me tell you about them. Uh, the <laughs> point of a review in progress is to give you an ongoing kind of journal of, of how we're thinking about the game and how it's shaping up. And the reason we uh, do what one game? for... The, the reason game we do one for... What? The reason we do one for Diablo 4 specifically is because at least with the beta, you are most likely going to see 98% the same content for act one. Like that, that, that part of their game is very clearly done. And so it's worth talking about from a review perspective, since uh, at this point in time, if you think that they're going to drastically change certain aspects of the game, you probably don't know a lot about game development. It, there's a lot that's baked in, and it's kind of finalized. So there's probably going to be patches and changes to the necromancer balancing would be my guess as, as yep. line. I don't want some to numbers. Get 
but they're not going to like make the dungeons have more diversity, which was a complaint that I had about the beta, right? That that's probably just baked in there. And so um, this is act one of five or six. If, if Diablo history is to supposedly five in this one. Yeah. Supposedly five. Okay. So um, yeah, the, there's the part one of five. And so it's, it's worth talking about from review perspective, but obviously no score, no final impressions. Things are subject to change. Even between the first and second weekend, I changed my opinions about some stuff. So this is mm. why it's a review in progress. We're, we're figuring things out and, and evolving as, uh, as we continue to play the game. And I put a ton of time into Diablo 4 and I'm excited to do it uh, in May, hopefully, or June if I have to. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's, uh, that's where I'm at with that game. But yeah, lots of content uh, from me this week. So go and look at all that stuff if you care. And if you don't, tell your enemies to go and look at that stuff. That'll show them. That's what I say. Downvotes still yeah. count. Hit whatever yeah, button exactly. you like. Yeah, a hate, a hate <laughs> click is still a click, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. I'm very right, happy that we're not more diverse. I liked, I liked that they were in the real world, so to speak. I went back to play Diablo 3, which I've been enjoying enough, but like it's wildly different in verisimilitude. Yes. Or are you yes. talking about how they're randomly generated and so they seem like they're out of nowhere when you go into the dungeon? Because no, I'm talking about... I assume like... you were complaining about diversity in terms of, um, you know, set dressing and the way it looked. I haven't read your preview of Diablo 4. I'm sorry. Oh, no. It's, I think it's he really means just, just the a, overall approach. Yeah, the format, like, you'll see, like, the same hallways and then you fight, like, the same bosses in multiple dungeons and it's okay. sort of like, all right, that's kind of odd. The same exact guy. Um, so it's just more diversity of the dungeon delving experience. It sucks to go into a dungeon and feel like, Oh, okay. I know exactly what's going to happen in this one. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Excellent chat. You've been awesome today as always. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for supporting both channels. Um, it's we'll get the left thumb up here. We can do it. There you go. Nice. How much effort did that cost? You got uh, to take a nap now. Generally speaking, I, when I estimate it for my therapist, I would say that it's about three times as hard to move my left arm. Mm, wow. Yeah, man. It's pretty good. All right. Uh, That'll wrap us up for today. Thank you, everyone, for the support, as always. Um, We will see you next Sunday, of course. Uh, Until then, uh, keep being awesome. Play some good games. Check our other stuff out. Check out Hoag's content. And we will see you next week. Peace. See you, everybody.